Welcome to Backlog Dialogues, the podcast that takes you out of your backlog before it buries you. I'm John, and joining me as always are the Chirithi and Nameless Star to my armored Xehanort. I feel like you're going for an extra dramatic voice today. Yeah, because it's Keyblade Mania. I don't know what I'm doing. Yep. Who are you? <laughs> Any, anyway, I'm Matt. Who are you? Where am I? <laughs> yeah, I'm Jared. And you can't see me. You can't see me because this is an audio medium. <laughs> I, I just love that you have one wrestling joke you remember and latch on to. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I don't know that much about wrestling myself, but yeah, you uh, know what wrestler I'm referring to there, Matt. Yes. I just love you've kind of built up that we're doing a big wrestling themed episode and only one out of three of us have even um, casual knowledge. And while I'm <laughs> a little bit past complete noob, I'm still not an active viewer or a major fan. I mean, so, I consider my knowledge to be very casual. I understand what wrestling is and why it's fun. I don't watch it. but we're still having fun with it anyway yeah we're calling we're calling this keyblade mania because this is the big final episode of the base game of kingdom hearts 3 which consists of the clash of light and darkness and what what is that if not a keyblade mania i don't know (laughs) i mean all the keyblades are on one side and that's rough (laughs) true and also, uh, they all kind of fucking died last episode. We probably should worry about that first. <laughs> yeah, basically what happened. <laughs> so it's just like I'm just trying to imagine like the week before WrestleMania. It's like when the go home show, everyone's supposed to get beat up and lay out in the ring. But it's not supposed to say now everyone's injured. It's not going to be playing. So, hmm. Mm. Oh, boy. It really was the go home show. I can't believe I didn't make that joke last time. Mm. Oh, no. What is the go home show? Basically, the last show before the uh, pay-per-view ideas, like it's, so it's a show where they're all going, like basically everyone goes home getting ready for it. And usually, especially in WWE style, that tends to lead to many of the faces getting laid out by the heels to increase tension. Excellent. <laughs> I mean, that's what just happened. Wow. <laughs> yeah, they, took it, they took it too far. Like, <laughs> I, oh, so they laid them out and then like the uh, the Jumbotron fell on top of it. It was like, uh, shit. <laughs> Yeah, I'm going to have to fix that. Um, how are we going to fix that anyway? Shit. Part one. We go to the final world. <laughs> yeah, well, let's go to the afterlife and see what we can salvage. Yep. Yep. Sora wakes up in an empty expanse of water and clouds, completely transparent. And I mean, like Sora's transparent. I mean, he, yeah. he's always I mean, I you can always see right through him anyways. Yeah, he's pretty uh, easy to read. Uh, but um, no, this is literally. Blue. Yeah, this is he's blue kind of and you can see light passing through him. They turned his opacity down to, five, to 10% and added blue for some reason. Yeah, he's that's fucking right. dead, man. That's that's the long and short of it. Fucking dead. Yep, he wakes up, looks around. Oh, that's Sora. Wonders where he is quite allowed, and as if to respond, the title card appears. Wait, can I see these? <laughs> the final world. I I kind of love how the like title card comes in. And so also just the music here is hauntingly beautiful. I, I got to say, it's a really interesting environment. We saw it once before at the yeah, very beginning the, with the tutorial. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's a very beautiful environment that was definitely not possible in previous generations of Kingdom Hearts. Like It's a very dramatic one. We see ripples across the water surface and then the words appear like uh, glowing out of light as clouds explode from it as well. And then it just pulls up the bottom with a reflection. And I feel like the style we see it in just like this slightly stark thin lettering it reminds me of some title card i can't remember what unfortunately it reminds me of something from final fantasy 9 if that makes sense hmm 
Final Fantasy IX had all those stylized title cards for every new area you went to. And some of the fonts do remind me of the font that they used for Final World. But that's about the only thing that this has in common with Final Fantasy IX. <laughs> I agree with Matt. The music, I, the, the first word I learned in the last couple of years, I like is elegaic, like as in mm-hmm. of an elegy. Mm-hmm. Like the music it's, itself sounds like it's of sorrow and mourning. Yeah, the song is called Stranded Beyond, and it's kind of just like a very simple little. What, what instrument is it like? Is it, it's not piano. Is it a harpsichord? It's something a bit more uh, ethereal sounding than a piano. It could just be a harp in, as well. Like there's the pianos playing the back piece. It's passing between strings and high woodwinds, I'd say. Mm. Like one at a time in general. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just laughing because I realized that this is basically Sora's version of what happened to Jack in his world. Yeah, good parallel. <laughs> that, in fact, parallels like that have been coming up all throughout the game. Just like how the pirate purgatory is a giant endless expanse of sand, the Sora purgatory is a giant endless expanse of water. I was about to ask where Jack Garland went to heaven. So (laughs) (laughs) I I, I clicked wrong. Jack (laughs) isn't isn't Jack Garland stuck in an in a in an in an infinite time loop until some people cut him out of it. I mean, he's Garland. Mm. So wait, 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 wait. That game uses the the time loop. It's the start of the time loop is my understanding. I haven't finished it, so I'm not sure. It's the start of the time loop. It's how it's how it formed. Huh. That's why it's Final Fantasy Origins. <laughs> so, so it's the origin of the weird time paradox that game added to be confusing. Yes. yes. After running for, around for a while, we hear a small high pitched voice. I just want to mention this voice also comes in this weird, like a little shimmery light comes in and kind of makes this weird chittering sound as it comes in before it resolves to show Cheerothy like back in the back cover. Mm hmm. The name's Cheerothy, and this is the final world. I'm Sora. What's the final world? There's nothing else beyond this. You wanted here more than once before on your visits to the Station Awakening, but I let that slide. The edges of sleep and death touch, and one can't help the occasional crossover. Wait, death? Yes, the natural end for those whose hearts and bodies perish together. But some persist and arrive here. My heart and body perished. Um, does that mean something is holding you here, refusing to let you go? You're hanging by a thread. What about my friends? I am afraid no one else arrived with you. And if they're not here, they're either gone forever or they're clinging to the world you came from. I'm going back. Whoa, whoa. How exactly? can't just wander out like your other visits. What? I told you. The other times you came here by your own choice. This time is very different. To become your old self again and return to real world, you'll have to piece yourself back together in this world first. Uh, why am I in pieces? What? No, not literally, of course. You're conceptually in pieces. On the inside, who knows? But the outside, you're just fine. Oh, okay. You kind of freaks me out there. Oh, boy. Usually only a heart can reach the final world. But since you clearly managed to retain some kind of form, that could only mean your body was cast into this world as well. Okay, so then if I can find my body, that means I'll be able to go back? Precisely. But there's a lot of you to find. You're going to be busy. 
Jirithi poofs away into light and, and just a bunch of sores just pop up everywhere. Yep. I'm just laughing because Chirithi here starts out with the fact that the thing that I had been theorizing for a quite a while, that death and sleep are close to each other in Kingdom Hearts's mm. mythology. I mean, I'm yeah. laughing that Chirithi's trying to explain high concepts only to slowly give up as he realizes this is pinging off Sora's head. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the only thing that's interesting to Sora right now is the possibility of getting the fuck out of here. Yeah, I mean, it's not even that it's interesting. He's trying to explain it in ways to help him. And, and Sora really starts panicking. He's like, no, no, that's not what I meant. <laughs> I think he literally just has to shake it off. It's like, ah, OK. Sora takes things pretty literally in general. So anyway, we've got to run around and collect a bunch of Sora's. There's also some weird transparent stars here. And this is just a weird scenario. You're, you're, you're running on another empty plane with almost no landmarks of any sorts. Just there's just these wandering Sora clones everywhere. Yep. Hmm. Uh, and so I want to say something about these stars real quick, because I think they're really fascinating. They are invisible, but they still refract light is the best way I have of putting it. Yeah. And this is likely what Chirithi meant by when others arrive here, they usually don't have their body and don't have a form. This is probably mm -hmm. what they look like if yeah. in that case. I mean, even though it's that most don't arrive at all, like this, the few that claim the life. I mean, these hearts kind of go through the spinning cycle of little bits, modes of light gathering to an outline, which spins and then just kind of then kind of just flickers <laughs> outward. It never goes away, but it's always just this kind of thinly, barely together. Yeah, I want to know how they made these things. I think they're really cool looking. Yeah, they all talk about their regrets in life. Let's just go through a few of them because some of the more interesting ones we found. Yeah. Whoever said love and hate are two sides of the same coin is a liar. The second our eyes would meet, we were at each other's throats every time. The idea of us as friends is laughable. I'm finally on my own here. And what a relief. Just not as big a relief as I thought. It's weird. Something's just missing. Is that how this works? Did I keep going back for another fight just so we could spend the time together? Maybe it's not as simple as like or hate. The heart's a complex thing. I wonder if he feels this lonely too. Takes two to have a fight, after all. I have nothing left to teach you. I had thought those words would make him happy, but it was sorrow that clouded his face. I had shared all I know, my every technique. What more did he seek from me? I never heard the answer. Time passed on, and here we are. But now, since we parted, I think I understand. He wanted the same thing I did. This wasn't just about passing on knowledge. It was a communion. A connecting of hearts. Did I matter? Was I ever there at all? I thought I'd found my place, surrounded by people I trusted. But look there. I'm gone. Yet they go on meeting up just the same. Huh? The table's set wrong. There are too many glasses. Oh. Added a new member, have they? That didn't take long. That was my seat. That was my place at the table. Their glasses clink against the newcomers, one after the next. No, this is not my place. Maybe it never was. I was defeated. That was supposed to be it. I just fade away. Yet a part of me remains. But why? I have no regrets. No reason to cling to this life. I turn these questions over my head again and again and again and again. I remember our clash 
the feeling of exhilaration, of pleasure. I can see his face clearly in my mind. He wore the same grin as mine. I would dearly love to cross blades with him again. After long years of service, my one regret is I must pass on before my master. I suspect he will not notice my absence. I doubt he so much as knew my name. Yet how, then, can I explain this sight? The artworks that I was tasked with tending now bear a thin layer of dust. It seems he expressly commanded that none of the remaining staff take up my work. What can that mean, say that he saw me not as one among many, but as an individual? That he feels my absence? Grieves for me. I am awash with gratitude at the thought of it. I must do all that I can to reciprocate. Oh, good. If you're speaking to me, I suppose I must exist. I feel a consciousness, or memories, perhaps. Feelings. They pass through my mind one after the next, but none of it feels real. And that was fine. I'd resign myself to simply forget, to let it all slip away. But there was one piece I couldn't let go of, a fragment I couldn't forget. Maybe that sliver of memory is what's kept me here this whole time. That's strange. I'm running and running, but I can't get to Papa. Oh, this is hide-and-seek. I love hide-and-seek. I'm gonna find Papa. He'll be so proud. I can't find him. I give up, Papa. Come out. Come out. I've worked so hard for him. Isn't he looking for me? Wait, that's Papa's voice. I hear his voice. It's that light. I understand now. I just have to run towards that light. Whew. Okay. So, what do we get from these? Um, they give a interesting, like, picture of the various kinds of thoughts that might cause someone to linger. Yeah, the perception of 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 afterlife, of purgatory. I, I would say more limbo than purgatory. Uh-huh. It's like these are the thoughts that get caught behind. The ones that are mm-hmm. in a place where they can't quite recover and, and reform or just dissipate. Like, they all... Yeah. This, they all clearly have something they're thinking about, whether they say it directly or not. Yeah, it's kind of like, interesting to see these kind of visions of an afterlife in a Kingdom Hearts game, because these are kind of surprisingly heavy or deep for what we think of as Kingdom Hearts. Mm-hmm. I mean, frankly, it sounds like very normal, traditional lives in many ways. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, like uh, the first one. Honestly, I feel like the first one and the second one that I read both kind of have a like parallel to them. It's about, like you said, how a, uh, a rivalry, even even mm-hmm. a conflict that goes on and on, still has meaning and connection. Mm-hmm. And the second's and about a fleeting moment because it's Xenos. Yes, it's clearly Xenos. <laughs> yeah. There's different feelings that people tend to live for, I guess. You know, like, even if, if it's not necessarily a positive feeling, or, or what you think it it means something to that person, yeah. and that was it's, what that first one meant. Like, it's a very melancholy bit, just because it's just like you are checking out these lingering thoughts that are not part of what we normally get out of Kingdom Hearts. Like, these aren't like characters in the story. These are just we we get a sense that there are people out there in the Kingdom Hearts world in a way that we haven't before. Yeah, like what we're seeing here, like uh rivalry ended ended tutorship being replaced fighting um thinking about like what if people remember you after you pass on just the Mm -hmm. idea that you're not sure if you exist unless someone's speaking to you 
than to be absolutely brutal the child who doesn't understand what's happens. Yep. Yeah. Just all these different, very sad, very direct feelings. Mm-hmm. Of course, then there's two stars that are a bit more unique because they actually are voice scenes. Yay. One of the stars is Namine. And Sora forgets to thank her. No, I actually think yeah. he actually says no, Yeah, yeah, he flat out says that, like, no, this is not the right time to thank you. Somewhere Jimmy sighed. It's the one thing I was good for. She basically tells us that Kyrie's fighting with all her strength to keep Sora here, which is probably why we're in the state right now. So I guess this is kind of a Kingdom Hearts take on the Earthbound ending where somebody in the game is praying for their success and allowing them to hang on by a thread and eventually succeed. I feel like it's in more than just Earthbound, but yes. <laughs> well, Earth, yeah. I, I was so Earth- with Earthbound because it was the first one, the first game that I saw that did that. Understood. Sort of we're stumbling in that by accident. And then there's a star that does not have a name, but is voiced. Hello? Good day. Oh, cool. You can talk. You look like a person. How is it that you retain your appearance? Are you special? Um, I'm a little hazy on the details. As are we all. So, whose heart are you? No one's anymore. They took away my name. Everything about me. No way! They couldn't have taken away your heart! Only because it pines for another. Yeah? Someone's coming for you. I cannot be certain. He's been changed beyond all recognition. His heart's been replaced with another's. But were he to regain his old self again, he would be distressed by my absence. So I choose to wait here where he can find me. Good. You have to believe. Believe? Oh, you mean know in my heart he will return without any proof. Exactly. Believe. I thought it was all over for me. But a friend of mine looked me in the eye and said, you don't believe that. (laughs) So, uh, who did this to you? Heartless Steel Hearts, so a nobody? Uh, somebody. Really? Hmm. Well, I wish I could help, but my situation's no better. You must see to the tasks before you first. The tasks before me? (laughs) There's so many. All the more reason for you to make an effort. Yeah, you're right. I just wish I knew what to do. Here you are on the brink, and yet you hold on to who you are. You possess a strong sense of purpose, and in that purpose, you will find direction. Thank you. I'm really glad we met. You cheer me up. I hope that friend of yours finds you soon. Thank you. Me too. Oh, hey! If I see him, I'll tell him that you're here. What's his name? The star whispers inaudibly in Sora's ear. Huh? Our secret. That's cryptic. Very much so, yes. We're making sequel hooks. Yeah, um, this is a not-so-subtle, like, setting up things for the next game as we're trying to finish out this one. (laughs) Yeah. Like, I mean, when I first played it, I assumed it was someone else that someone we already knew, but there was no actual reason to do that. And then I did 
uh, later part. And I'm like, oh, OK, that's what this is. So. <laughs> so at this point, as I recall, Sora's gained a little bit of his appearance back. A little bit. I think like from the bottom up, he's kind of filled in a little bit. Becoming a little bit more opaque. Um, so then a red portal appears and we go through it and there's this weird white hypercube that's being swarmed by Sora's. Yeah. It's just this completely surreal architecture made of white shimmering stone like that. All of it glows. They, they can run up and down it. It's like there's pillars everywhere. It's mm-hmm. very it's like a, it's like a cubist three dimensional labyrinth. Yeah, it's kind of Escherish. Yeah. And you can even rotate it by finding these little cubes to hit. Um, there's enough Sora's that you can collect 333, but you only need to collect 111 to actually get out of there. Tell me about the uh, UI saying Sora number out of 111. Yeah, <laughs> I gotta say all these Sora's, they're having a ball. Yes. Yeah. Oh, some of them are dancing. Some of the, yeah, some some of them are doing little stretches with each other. Some of them are just marching in a circle. Some of them are just running wildly along the hypercube. Yeah. Yep. They're doing their happy John Malkovich door life. <laughs> Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If you collect uh, 222 more swords, it'll kick you out, but it'll also give you uh, a couple of HP increases. And I'm curious the increment because you the opacity does slowly travel down Sora's body as he cap- as he collects more and more. Mm-hmm. So the uh, 111, my best guess for why that is, is because it's specifically Kingdom Hearts three with Roman numerals. <laughs> but I still think it should be one one five then. No, one one nine. Excuse me. Why? <laughs> Because Kingdom Hearts 2.9, remember? But we're in three now. Yes. Are we are we really? Or is the Murray just wants to think we are? <laughs> We've been in three. He showed us the title card at the, after we finished uh, getting to, out of. Um, imagine if imagine if we got to the end of this game and said Kingdom Hearts three part one over something like that. <laughs> Sora will return. <laughs> <laughs> Chirithi shows up to say we've done it and is ready to kick us the fuck out of here. <laughs> Chirithi, for a cute little creature that comes in on just a weird shimmering voice, definitely seems like Sora kind of gets on his nerves. Like, he doesn't hate him, but a little Sora goes a long way for Chirithi. Sora's also like, well, hey, why don't I help you find your own pieces, Chirithi? <laughs> it doesn't work like that. Oh, forget yep. it. You're not listening. <laughs> yep. Chirithi's built different. And then amusingly, then Sora's like, OK, well, I'll visit because we're friends now. This might be a speed run for Sora declaring friends. Yep. <laughs> Sora tries to figure out if Chirithi is waiting for anyone. And Chirithi's like, the person doesn't remember the past is happy with his current friends. So I feel like it, if we had already played some of the mobile games, we'd understand that a bit more. But we haven't. <laughs> My guess is probably Ventus, because I'm pretty oh. sure that Ventus is from that time. Again, if we knew the mobile games, we would know that. But we don't get yeah. that until the end of this game. So then Chirithi's just like, OK, here's a hint for getting out of here. Are you a Keyblade wielder or aren't you? Have you already learned how to restore someone's heart after it's been lost? Oh, right. The power of waking. Duh. <laughs> for the thing everyone's been talking about for the last several weeks. Yeah. How much time do you think passes within this game? Uh, well, I mean, it's only been a week since Kingdom Hearts 2. And right, but, but that's, 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 <laughs> that's when Kingdom Hearts 3 started. But how yeah. much time is, is Sora, Donald, and Goofy spent wandering around and Mickey okay. and Riku spent fighting the same boss? You know, all these things. We spent several days in San Francisco because of the day-night cycle there. But time might be meaningless and space is warped. Yes. Um, I have no idea how much time we spent in Toy Box because that's a sort of pocket dimension. You probably spent years in the Caribbean knowing you. 
Time doesn't huh. happen in Twilight Town because it's permanently in Twilight. I mean, and the kids have part time jobs. I don't know when they're done for today. We can assume that it's been at least a week, probably longer. If you think about it, the only time I feel confident saying is that Monstropolis happened all in one night. Yes, Monstropolis definitely happened all in one night. And that's the only thing we can really be sure of. Uh, Toy Box probably happened all in one day. Likely, but who knows? It hasn't been that long, honestly. We did see some passage of time in Kingdom of Corona. Mm-hmm. Uh, we saw some passage of time in Arendelle. True, but that was very vague and everything's always the same uh, weather okay. there. So, mm-hmm. yeah, we do know we spent at least one night before we headed straight out to the final battle. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say it's been like two weeks. <laughs> so, yeah, the power of waking. Yes. <laughs> and also, it it seems like the Keyblades whole deal is is has a, it has a lot of different aspects to its power. But I imagine that the power of waking is probably one of the ultimate aspects of what it does. Well, so because it is so important to the Mark of Mastery for Sora, it has been hammered so much to this point. It's kind of like, yeah, it has to be like that. It should be the power that Sora has to be considered a true Keyblade Master. And the fact that he's just mm-hmm. like, oh, wait, uh, maybe I'll just do it. <laughs> that was kind of fun. <laughs> and then well, he's going to do it a whole lot. Tirithi <laughs> after gives Sora like one last hint. Look for the light in the darkness. May your heart be your guiding key. Boy, I'm getting tired of hearing that line. <laughs> I was just consider who appears to have originated it. Yeah, like nowadays, whenever I think about that line, I'm just like, gotta punch Master of Masters right in the face. Hmm. Right in the face. Right in the face. The whole goal is like, we're just gonna say, like, look, we just gotta punch him in the face. Sora comes to, like, moments before the demon tornado would engulf Riku. And he begins a dive to the heart. So Sora calls out to Riku and something something that responds in the light that appears seems to surprise him. So very specifically, he calls out to Riku's station of awakening. Instead, we just we just come to an Olympus. Yep. Nothing is here. Jiminy hops out of our hood. What the fuck, Jiminy? Where the fuck have you been this whole time? Hi, I visited the afterlife with you. Fuck you. (laughs) I wrote about it and, and texted you on your phone. God damn it. He <laughs> <laughs> probably put it on the social media too. Like, what? Mm-hmm. Evan's real. God damn it. <laughs> ha- hashtag, hashtag afterlife. Hashtag heaven is for real. Hashtag crap book. <laughs> Take that, atheist. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you recognize what I referenced there, I assume. No. It's that whole thing where a kid claimed to see heaven is because his parents caught him making a scam. They wrote books and made a movie out of it. God damn it. Why do you know this? I'm pretty sure I knew about this, but blocked it out of my memory. Because I have a very hard time forgetting things that piss me off. We explore Olympus and uh, we find Riku's just sort of like a in a real transparent state as well. Yeah, he's just floating like in midair, kind of like in the game over pose, I'd argue. Yeah, Hmm. it is the game over pose. So... So I guess a a dumb question is that is this a different state of afterlife, like a further state of non-being than the final world was? Well, I think we're going to have to ask the heartless that is dealing with this to get the answer to that question, because a heartless appears in over Riku and takes his heart in chains. If we hadn't ever used a joke, I'd flat out call this Sora's bogus journey. But yeah, unfortunately, <laughs> we've already done bogus journey and. Uh, more, and I mean, it was more appropriate for Dream Drop Distance because it was Sora and Riku's bogus journey. Yeah, it's just this time he actually seems to be traveling through some sort of afterlife insanity. But yes, 
Yeah, so it just takes Riku's chained heart and it disappears to a puff of darkness like it took it. And now we have to chase it down. This is the Lich. It's a weird looking heartless, too. Yeah. What do we got for the Lich? What does it look like? Bring it up. First, he's a pure blood, so he doesn't have an emblem, but he had like his his heart hole, for lack of better words, is surrounded by glowing pink energy like hearts itself. He's kind of got the look of like a cape, like a cloak in that like it's ragged. It has like sleeves of his arms where they end in spikes. And his head is somewhere between a skull and a wizard hat. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> so here's a question. How many other pure blood heartless have we actually even seen in Kingdom Hearts? So we've seen shadows, neo shadows, um, dark balls, dark balls are in invi- were invisibles emblem or were they? Uh, I'm pretty sure invisibles are pure bloods, pure bloods. Um, Remember, all it means is that literally that that Ansem didn't try to make new ones. Yes. So it doesn't yeah. really seem to mean anything about what they are. It just happens to be the case. Dark sides. Yeah, dark sides are pure bloods. I'm just kind of curious about what it means that this lich is acting like basically a grim reaper. It's more natural than the others is what you might argue here. You get this feeling that it's something that's always been there. Maybe this is the heartless you see when you die. Yeah. Well, I'm just wondering if this basically means that in King, in the kingdom hearts lore, that the original heartless are actually a, a part of the cycle of life and death. And therefore essentially the, the, the emblem heartless are more or less an attempt by humankind of weaponizing the power of death. The witch strikes him more as an opportunistic predator. He comes in and takes weak hearts and found. Mm. In fact, what does the journal say about him? Let's see if we can bring up the journal entry. But it does very much look like a Grim Reaper sort of thing. I mean, very much so, but it's one of those things where you wonder, like, what does it, what does it mean? This haunting horror held the hearts of Sora's friends hostage. Time and again, Sora fought it back. But with each hard-won victory, it would simply slough its form and depart to another world. Its broad arsenal of magic made it a formidable foe to face alone, but in the end, no Heartless could fit match the strength of Sora's resolve. Thanks, Jiminy. <laughs> I mean, it's slightly honest. All he knows is what he saw. <laughs> mm-hmm. But yeah. But I will say, it looks a lot like a dark side now that I'm looking at it. If anything is, it has what looks like. It has, like, um basically chains with with like knives at the end like i imagine like you could sh- you could shoot them out and stab things like it's fishing but i don't think his animation ever does that and it does carry a massive heartless like a magic staff too yep kind of reminds me of hades from final fantasy 14 wait no <laughs> <laughs> so we so basically we end up fighting this guy in multiple different worlds in order to free the hearts of our friends yep we we fight. We fight him in Olympus to def- to retrieve Riku's heart. Yep, we fight him in the Caribbean to get back Aqua. When we end up in Goofy's, we end up in Arendelle. We end- with Donald, we go to Monstropolis. Toy Box has Ventus. Kingdom of Corona has Mickey, and we finally end up in San Francisco for Lee. Yep. Interesting thing. I don't want to go too much, but the witch changes its attacks. If in the toy box, it's it's firing like discs of lightning that can cause shock status. Like it really loves hitting you with these little status effects, which exist in the game. But I never pay much attention to them because they're kind of rare and not and then do much. Yeah. And it will use different ads as well. In Francokio, it starts using all the attacks. That makes sense, considering it's the final fight with them. And then it starts calling Neo Shadows. That's for its most impressive ads. Uh, when you win, you get Aroga. Aroga? What is your preferred emphasis on which syllable? I say Aroga. 
I would assume Araga because because of the air. Araga. <laughs> but when you say it like that, you sound like you've been Skyrim. <laughs> That's terrible. That's terrible indeed. I do not like it. So we're wandering through Night Francokio, the witch who's gone. So we're just kind of wondering where Kyrie is. And then who should show up but our crypto pushing friend, young Xehanort. You! All that gallivanting through the sleeping worlds, and yet you've learned nothing. What? Dream by dream, you nearly buried yourself in the dark of sleep. And now you're at it again? The lich you've been fighting, it's not like other heartless. It exists to usher hearts down to the depths of darkness. If you chase it, you will condemn your heart to that same abyss. You're wrong! My heart is strong! What do you think the power of waking is? It's for traversing hearts to reach worlds. Not for traversing worlds to reach hearts. There's a high price to pay for wielding such power foolishly. So what? You're worried about me now? No. There's no saving you. You've paid the price, and it lies at the bottom of the abyss. Wait! Then he poofs away. I just love he shows up to shit on Sora. And so, like, he does kind of answer your question there, Matt, um, about, like, what the purpose of the Lich is. Like, it's not every Heartless is connected to death, but the Lich certainly is. (laughs) I get the impression because the darkness is still within worlds. Like, it, it, it grabs free floating hearts. Mm. Yeah. Like, it's not so much like it's part of the cycle as it is a natural predator that that fits in the ecosystem is why. So also, he does kind of like talk a bit about what the power of waking is actually supposed to do. Uh, mm-hmm. And so what do we think he means by traversing hearts to reach worlds versus traversing worlds to reach hearts? So I was thinking that it means something along the lines of that. Essentially, you can use it to get to worlds that have been claimed by the darkness if you have access to hearts that are connected to those worlds. Okay. Right. Or you can connect to hearts directly, but you should use your connection to your hearts to reach a new place. You shouldn't be like diving into a new place to take hearts out of it. So, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And so this is kind of one of those things where it makes me think that the world of darkness is they're kind of going for that life and death sort of cycle with mm-hmm. the idea that maybe the original Heartless were simply a, a a kind of a manifestation of death in some way. Mm-hmm. Well, the dwellers of darkness have clearly existed in many forms, like mm-hmm. even back even back in Birth by Sleep before anyone was experimenting making new ones, they still naturally appeared. Yeah, and so we have this idea that Chirithi stated that sleep and death are touch at the edges and so they're kind of the same thing and so that's why i i kept thinking that you know things like the sleeping worlds could have been produced by worlds falling to darkness oh they were just the question mm. like the, the weird explanation we got in that game was they were worlds that didn't fully come back there's kind of a natural cycle of death and rebirth coming along and i guess that the final world is kind of what awaits at the bottom of it and sora has kind of clawed out of it it's like cheer thesis was like where 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 hearts and minds perish together like when there's nothing Mm. left i guess Mm -hmm. yeah it's kind of like a representation of oblivion i guess yeah so this whole sequence so it's so surreal like young nord just pops up out of nowhere to to taunt us jimmy's Mm. been here the whole time and then after all that our phone starts ringing yep (laughs) 
It's Keep- freaking Chip and Dale saying, guys, the path's open to the key- the Keyblade graveyard. Yep. <laughs> uh, we focus on Kyrie to get back where we're going. And Sora and Kyrie uh, join their hands together. Like Sora's once again traveling through like the uh, to the the blackness with the like lights going past him like he's warp in warp space and Kyrie's there to meet him. The one thing I'd like to mention before we go on is the idea that Xehanort kind of comes to mention that there's a price to pay for what you're doing and yep. you're going to regret this. And it kind of makes me think that what they're trying to go for is that there's a karmic backlash that you have to pay in order to really play with the power of life and death in this way. It's something not even Xehanort would do. Yeah, you got to respect the laws of equivalent exchange. You're about to meet Truth. He's a fun guy. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> but, and, Truth looks like a photo negative heartless sometimes. So this is true. Because even though it's just a silhouette, something about the way he's shaded really makes it look like it. Right. But, but why did Chip and Dale know what's going on? Because Sora doesn't get back in a gummy ship. He goes back warping through space. Well, and meets my Kyrie. guess here is that is that we've actually gone back in time a little. And Sora's yeah. gummy phone is picking up that original call again that, oh, the Keyblade graveyard is open. So now we go there. That makes sense to me. This scene is pretty adorable. Like Kyrie meets him. They fly together. And he's like, thanks. She she'll always be able to help him. And she kind of looks away and blushes or something close to it. Mm hmm. And that leads us to the main event. No, it's not. We're, we're still in the kickoff show. Yeah, we're back in the kickoff show. <laughs> yeah, we re- we regroup right back at the place where we encountered Terra Zarianet before. We're not going to do this whole damn scene again because. Yeah. By the way, nothing- I just want to say they all land together at, right outside the area and you get they almost feel like they kind of know what happened. But then everyone starts doing the same scene again. Yes. Mm. Yes. It, I think like just Sora has popped back into his body at that point in time and after rescuing everyone else. But when he lands, they act like they knew something happened. That's the weird. Yeah. To me. Hell, Sora doesn't even try to change anything when this next scene, when the scene plays out, like Sora just does the exact same moves. Except like he suddenly says, we're not going to lose to you. And then he still starts beating everyone up. Yep. <laughs> but then at a certain point, Rage Awakened begins to play. I have my notes. Oh, my God, is that? By God, that's Lingering Will. Lingering Will is back. We haven't seen him in months, and now he's back, and he's out to the, He's got hell to pay. <laughs> and I just yeah. love Lingering Will. It's like, got you, Xehanort. Yep. So, so I guess the idea of what has changed is that whatever Kyrie and Sora did, they managed to pull Lingering Will well, out that, of... Well, Namine said that's what she was doing. Yeah. She was, yeah, she was sorry, reaching yeah. out to Terra, and I will say they go into this a little bit, they go into this more in Remind, but she did say she was trying to reach Terra. And mm-hmm. actually, what I think is interesting here is that, yeah, Namine mentioned it in the final world, and honestly, when now that we're thinking about it, remember those stars? They were Lingering Wills of people that were left over in the final world. I would be that. I would write that. I think what happened is that Namine literally found a star that was lingering will and pulled him back into re- oh. into out of oblivion, basically. Except a lingering will apparently has been hanging out in the Keyblade graveyard. And that's where we fought. Him. Yeah. Well, at least the body has. Yeah. Well, I mean, lingering will is literally just will inhabiting a suit of armor. So I almost yeah. wonder if it is it memories. Is lingering will also like recorded memory that's left? Behind? I don't think so. I think I, like I've I've been working under the assumption that so memories are essentially like the foundation of hearts in this world is how I've come to understand it. 
It's like memories are memories are data in many ways. M- memories, data, hearts. Uh, uh, My thought is that lingering will is one of those stars that has yeah. been put into a body of some sort. I can see that. Mm. Um, but like, uh, yeah, all I'm saying is like the trinity that we have is body, mind, and heart. And Will is in my mind where mind goes. Mm-hmm. So anyways, they have an anime fight. Yeah. It's a pretty great one. Lingering Will's using, freely using his transformations, his whip, his, his uh, ultimate cannon. Yeah. yeah, if you actually did the fight, you'll be able to recognize every single thing he does fighting Terrazane. Or- I think it's actually pretty cool that to if you did that fight to see the payoff of, oh, Lingering Will is fighting on our side now. Yeah. yeah, he's not avoiding Terranort quite as easily as, you know, as a Zeta Flare did, but he's certainly kicking his butt up and down. And we don't have to have Donald cast Zeta Flare. That's a bonus. Yeah. We have changed the course of this pre-battle by having Lingering Will keeping Terranort busy while we take care of other stuff. The funny thing is that, yeah, the Demon Tide is still forming. So it's like the precursor of them making the End Singer is still happening. God damn it. We can't make that reverse fight yet. Uh, so, yeah, let's talk about the Demon Tide. It's probably the easiest Demon Tide. Well, it's fighting with the same moves as the one in Twilight Town, but you don't have buildings for it to uh, hide behind yeah. and become obstacles. Yeah, like um, it like we've unlocked so many skills at this point that it's not that big of a challenge, but it does partway through the fight. It does become the biggest storm as we saw before. It's a it's a big old HP sponge too though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, after we beat it, it's like it doesn't dissipate, and another Demonite joins it, and then it starts sucking up Heartless, basically. Yep. Mm-hmm. Like one after another, they actually see it grab different Heartless this time, kind of like the same way we saw the the champions being taken away, and not all the Heartless seem into this. Yeah. Sora decides to rush into the storm, and we see a blinding light. And like in front of him in a glowing metaphor land, he sees a, a boy who we don't know. At least we don't. Yes. If we had played the mobile games, we would know. But we did not know. Yes. Apparently, this is Ephemer. Mm-hmm. I have no idea how you say his name. Ephemer. Yeah. I would say I would guess it's just like Ephemer, like yep. short for saying ephemeral. Mm. Yeah, Femer. exactly. Ephemer. He's actually a bone. No. Oh, damn it. But yeah, he asks like, so need some help? Yep. And then Kino Hearts decides to do something incredibly fucking Kino. Yeah. <laughs> I just love that. Basically, we just see Keyblades start pouring out in a swarm and they aren't the rusted, broken ones, but they're shining. They're they're yeah. sparkling. Yeah, my guess is that this is the the light version of what Master Xehanort was doing at the end of Birth by Sleep. So what? So here's the th- here's the difference. What Master Xehanort's doing, he's doing a great big telekinesis with lots of objects nearby. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Whereas this Whereas, is actually summoning the wills of the Keyblade wielders yeah. uh, that that those Keyblades belong to in order to help him. We hop on this line of Keyblades. So it's like, I'm going to surf that shit. And they're like, okay. Yeah. We go flying into the storm. We get a big star-shaped arrangement of Keyblades in front of Sora as he just shouts, let's go. And then, and then, just like the first time I ever saw this, my mind just fucking melted how cool it was. Like, we just get this massive list of situation commands building up all the way off the screen. Like, and everyone has a unique name and union affiliation from Kingdom Hearts Union Key. And there's this great, energetic, ethereal peace playing that's part dearly beloved. And I think part one of the themes from Union. What I understand from this is that, like, there was a bit of a drawing to get your name into this bit, and it's different for each region. At this point, so yeah, Sora is just, as you hit all the commands, new ones pop up. And Sora's just flinging keyblades at this massive ball of darkness. The blades turn the particle effect of even more keys. And it just starts hammering into it. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, the impression I get is that it's meant to play similarly, but slightly different for people who have played Key when it was active and those who did not. Uh, for me, as in the former category, I found it to be an awesome moment of peak fiction. It was acknowledging a thing I was aware of, but not but missing helped me in the end. Speaking a little bit of Earthbound and the players yeah. being involved. Yeah, yeah, I was I was I actually had that note there, too, that it's it's explicitly acknowledging the player and the protagonist of Union Key yeah. as being intended to be a representation of the player in the game setting. And it just keeps happening. Like Sora breaks through the outer shell. He enters like a, a, a huge abyss with a gigantic demon tide like core that starts mm-hmm. shooting balls of darkness at him. Well, he just keeps flinging keys. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, it's it's it really is explicitly calling on the will of all the Keyblade wielders who died here in the Keyblade War in yeah. order to accomplish this whole thing. So cool. Like, God, I love this moment so much. It's sort of like the beginning of just like why I love the finale of Kingdom Hearts 3 so much. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, this is a part that I really love of the ending. One of the strongest parts of it for me. So after he you break through to the core, the shell vanishes. There's just this massive red core in the sky. And then one final situation command appears. Union Cross or X. And we break through the core. It explodes and we get Kiraga. Be sure, why not? And then Sora looks up and all those key blades are standing like in a circled formation and they then they scatter. Yep. Ventus calls it the light of the past, which I okay. it's interesting that he says that. <laughs> He's the one who says that. I, I swear Sora's expression is that was neat. Yep. Mm-hmm. I guess my impression of what happened last time was not only did Terranort just own the hell out of all of the Keyblade wielders, but the this this particular demon tide as it gathered more and more power and more and more shadows into it just became so overwhelming. And the demon tide itself is what caused everyone to die, from what I understand. Well, there's a there's a few thoughts like you get to fight it before it fin- before it gathers to a greater shape. And you also mm-hmm. wonder if all the things happening with memories being reached out to in the rift of time, that's what caused the thoughts from the past to come forth, too. Well, yeah, there's that, too. I just mean that that I guess the reason why we didn't get owned this time is because we were able to change the sequence of events with this demon tide, which is what sealed everything well, last the first time. I think I feel like it's very specifically because Sora now has a connection to the past that he was able to call upon all these spirits. Uh, thanks to t- meeting Chirithi in the afterlife. Yeah, because we because Chirithi is from Union Key. I I don't think it's a spoiler to say that. Well, no, they all had Chirithi. So, Chirithi, like everyone had Chirithi, is my understanding. Yeah. yeah. So basically, w- basically, when Sora died and went to the final world, we brought the Union Key thing into it, and so because Sora is so good at making connections with his heart and and with the hearts of others, when he met Chirithi, he was able to do this and redo this and change what happened. So we got basically no time to rest because here comes Dark Riku. How does he explain it again? I completely forget. Uh, I believe the way he puts it is there's like the organiz- the organization's been using hearts. One Xehanort got to the past is influence over. This must be you from when Ansem had your hearts. Yep. And Riku's like, I know. <laughs> yeah, he says, how could I forget? But <laughs> yep. And Dark Riku says it's time for the real mark of mastery test. Like, Even calls a giant shadow Xehanort stand. Yeah, here. calls this huge black shadow appear clearly in the in the old man's form. It just looms over them menacingly. <laughs> yep. And then fucking Zigbar comes out as well. 
to just say his own little thing. We got to make sure you're not blundering your way towards a second failure. So they know what happened, I think. Or at least Zigbar does. No, Zigbar, t- I think, is talking about the end of Dream Drop Distance. Uh, I no, because then Axel says we failed and we failed in style. I think they know about what happened with the first loop. <laughs> OK, then <laughs> I guess yeah. maybe they do. By the way, amusingly, Aqua and Ventus do recognize Zigbar this time around. It's like, oh, right, we fought this guy. Oh, him. <laughs> this guy. This asshole. Why is he here? <laughs> he leaves us to Dark Riku and his uh, Master Xehanort stand. The shadow of it looms all over us and becomes. Oh, come fucking on. It's Demon Towers. It's always Demon Towers. This again? <laughs> I have in my notes, same buddy. <laughs> it's like, it's. Like this, this point, like they're affecting the full environment. The sky's dark purple. The ground is darkens. Yeah. Fortunately, we don't have to fight these fucking things this time. <laughs> it, yeah, it's just all a cutscene. <laughs> everyone like everyone like forms up in a defensive posture. Mickey definitely seems to have an idea, but Riku stops him. Yeah, the team gets surrounded and then a burst of light breaks through the darkness. I will say, by the way, that Riku knows that Mickey can't use time magic or will weaken him. So Mickey's mm. only got one Zoe world on him. Ah. Mm. So, yeah, team gets surrounded and then a burst of light breaks through the darkness. Who is it? It's Yen Sid. I'm doing things. Oh, fuck. Things must really be serious. <laughs> he I said, I'll do the one animation everyone remembers. He just like does this huge party of his hands. He does his best Moses and makes this, a path through the heartless. Yep. <laughs> Uh, Donald and Goofy decide that they're going to stay behind and back up Yensid because we've got to team up with a bunch of other people for this next part. Yeah. You're a whole pipe by yourself, Sora. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we got the Starlight Keyblade. Its form change is second form S, just like the other uh, starting Keyblades that we get. And the shot locks are Blades of the Round and Union Ragnarok. I mean, Union Ragnarok just looks like the other uh, beam of light spam Ragnarok. <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah. I'm pretty sure Blades of the Round is just like one of the big slash all the things thing. Mm. Yeah, we end up at the crossroads of destiny, which is the weird intersection made out of the dead keyblades, which yeah, was the big prominent. <laughs> yeah, it was prominent in Birth by Sleep. Mm-hmm. Seven Guardians so, of Light face off against the thirteen Seekers of Darkness. Everyone does their entrance music. Yep, and Master Xehanort decides to give us a keynote. It's the it's, it's the Guardians of Light versus the dreaded Flying V. Today we join these other wielders and leave our mark on fate. I have waited patiently, but together we shall unlock the Keyblade War's secrets. Now we forge it. The ultimate key. The Keyblade. Welcome to the most electrifying night in sports Keyblade entertainment. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. he, so he does a very similar thing to the trick that he did in Kingdom Hearts Birth by Sleep where he makes the plateau, but he does it much more complex this time and makes a giant labyrinth of a canyon instead. Yep. Yep. This is not a gimmick match. Escape the labyrinth. <laughs> would, okay, would they ever do that in wrestling? Would they make a escape the labyrinth gimmick? I mean, they've done they've done two guys fighting in a haunted house. They've OK, that's fine. <laughs> no, that, no, that match was a complete disaster. What I'm thinking of. They also have fights in graveyards. So this one, you, I could literally see them like they hype some up as a monster heel. They'll be they would be the minotaur in the labyrinth. I could see somebody that very easily. <laughs> they just they just rent out a hedge maze or something. I mean, yeah, <laughs> similar. All right, then. Anyway, 
But it's, he's also raining keys in the sky. We watch his face. The clouds are forming and the lightning crackles. Yep. And then we're alone in a labyrinth. <laughs> yep. And there's a couple different ways to go. We can decide which way we want to tackle this. The first path we get on the left, there's Riku fighting Ansem Seeker of Darkness, Dark Riku and Zygmar. Like we get, we get like a little POV shot where we see like a little bit of animation of it happening. Yep. And on the right, Mickey is fighting Larxene, Luke Sword, Xemnas and Marluxia. Who do we pick first? I picked Riku because he's my bro and Mickey has committed horrible crimes. So <laughs> <laughs> I also figure he's fine. Riku could use the help a little bit more, too. I mean... Mickey's fighting twice the number of guys, and one of them is a final boss. <laughs> but, but the rest of the guys are jobbers. <laughs> and some Seeker of Darkness was also a final boss, so. Yes. True, I forgot he was there. I actually completely forgot he was part of it because he leaves as soon as we show up. <laughs> we'll do. So let's start with Riku and Sora versus Ansem Seeker of Darkness, Dark Riku and Zigbar. By the way, everyone gets to cut a promo as their match ends, so we got plenty to say and plenty to act out. Yep. Yep. Before the fight can get started for real, Ansem Seeker of Darkness lets a real stinky one rip and fucks off, refusing to elaborate. Like his darkness covers <laughs> the walls for some reason, makes like the, it makes the ring. Yeah. So what we have here is we have ourselves a uh, old fashioned trail tag match in which that you have two teams of two, but everyone's in the ring at all times. So no okay. one's tagging and yet they call it a tag match. I don't know. Uh, odd. OK, then. So when you take a person down, they get a scene. These are basically double boss fights. You fight them both at once and you have a a free choice of whether to try to focus on one or try to whittle them both down or whatever you want to do with it. And that happens consistently in these fights. And you always have um, other party members with you that are doing their own thing to help. Mm -hmm. So when you defeat Zigbar. So this is your power. We see a dark aura rising off of him as he's evaporating. It looks like a foul stench. Zigbar falls to his knees with a weak smile. Figures. If I had a keyblade, it'd be different. Like you're actually worthy to use one. Oh, I am worthy. What do you mean? He forces himself up onto his feet by stabbing his arrow guns into the ground and pushing off. The old coot promised to bequeath me his. Why else do you think I would ever put up with all his nonsense? It'd be wasted on you. As if. He kind of wobbles backwards towards a corridor of darkness, leaving his arrow guns behind. He reappears on top of the south wall and then smirks down at Sora and Riku down on the ground. He steps backwards on the ledge and falls back off of it while Sora reaches towards him. And you see a weird little explosion of darkness from where he fell. Yep. Mm-hmm. It's hard to tell if he's walked backwards deliberately, if he was stumbling back and just like ran out of ground. It doesn't really. Sh- it's kind of weird. Yeah, it looks like it could be either way. Like he- I always read it as deliberate. Yeah, it kind of looks like, you know, if the Keyblade wheel defeats me, I will stand on the ledge and walk backwards and, and take a step backwards into hell. Yep. Fucking drama queen. Yep. Yep. When you beat Dark Riku. You're you're not real. Huh? I'm the real one. Aren't you my past self from when Ansem possessed me? The Riku replica floats out of Riku's body, glowing with an ethereal light. He places a hand on Riku's shoulder. No, you be Ansem and you're still here. This guy is me. The Riku replica flies straight towards dark Riku's body 
grabbing onto his heart. With a final scream, Dark Riku falls to the ground, and the black cloak returns to his body as his last vestiges of darkness seep out. I knew it. It's a replica. A soon-to-be-empty vessel. I've been waiting for a chance like this. He sails into the replica's body, plucking Dark Riku's heart from inside it. He floats out of the dark eruption, carrying the lifeless body of Dark Riku. The face of the replica changes to bare white like a mannequin, and it sinks into the ground before Riku. Hey, what are you doing? Take the vessel! No, the world already has you. There's someone else who needs replica more. You know who I mean. Namine. You're saving her. Replica remembers his interactions with with Amade. Good luck. The two replicas burst into a glowing conflagration, light and dark flames twisting onto each other and floating into the sky. Okay, I have to say, that's a scene of me playing three of the same character and no one else is involved. Yes. Yes. <laughs> it was hilarious. And I already and I already have I think, relatively I th- weak voice modification skills, so good luck. I really liked this scene overall just because it it's a good payoff for the mysterious the Riku replica saying I've got one last thing to take care of. When I was going through it in my notes, I was just like, this guy's this is the Riku replica. This isn't Riku. This isn't like Riku from that time period. That doesn't make sense. He's not acting like that. Like, honestly, I just, at first I thought he was Journal Coup, but uh, whatever. <laughs> yeah, Dark Riku is actually just kind of sullen and angry because he's basically just being handsome without much extra ham. Yeah. It's like a current replica that he was like, there's more than enough Riku to Riku around here. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, they just kind of like he floats off the space. The two Riku replica ghosts float off and explode. It seems like they're trying to evoke a light and dark matter, antimatter type of annihilation. I don't even think like, they would explode. I think it's just how they just left. I don't know, left this plane or something because neither mm. of them have bodies. Yeah. Next up, we have Mickey versus the Jobber Squad. We basically just leave the arena without like much happening after we see those scenes. I think he literally just says, go on ahead and help the others. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. So it's Mickey versus already in the ring. Mm-hmm. Zemnis ducks out as soon as Sora comes. Yeah. Well, so he what d- Zemnis does is he empowers Luke Sword first and then he fucks off. Yeah. <laughs> like he does his weird spiky tendril move. He surrounds the ground and he just kind of stabs Luke Sword from behind with a blast of that in energy form. Mm-hmm. And it seems to power him up. Luke Sword decides it's time to start a new game. He throws a card and Mickey blocks it. And that causes Mickey to get drawn into a card. Yep. Yeah. So now now Mickey's a card. Thanks, Mickey. It's it's an annoying uh, thing Luke Sword tends to do in his fights. He makes it impossible for us to fight him at this point. Basically, we can only chase down his cards. And if he tries to fight Maru Sherlock, he gets in the way. So he goes down first. Sora, one final game. The rules are simple. All you have to do to win is find me among those cards and strike me down. But not only can you not face them, they continuously run interference. It's, it's luckily Luke Sword has deliberately low health. So, yeah, once we beat Luke Sword, the darkness twists off of him like threads of fate. <laughs> Someone wrote that very fancy. I know. But it's consistently there's like a geyser of darkness guy every time one of them is defeated. Yep. Yeah. Luke Sword stumbles backwards, his cards falling to the ground catches himself at his knees before Sora. You were born for these sorts of games. He throws a final card to Sora. Sora catches it, but looks confused. What's this? 
A wild card. You've earned it. Hang on to it. Could turn the tables. Play again someday. When we're just guys. <laughs> I should like that very much, Sora. Boy, he we didn't do be, much. Yeah, we could just be guys being bros. I just wanted to chime in here to be like, boy, that's a very specific Chekhov's gun to give us. I wonder if that card will get used in this game. Nope. nope. <laughs> just going to save you the time. Well, luckily, now Mickey comes back and he rejoins the fight. I have to say, the AIs mostly aren't that tuned to like do combo attacks or anything. You're just kind of fighting various individuals. Yeah, I think they decided it would probably be too hard if they really effectively ganged up on you. So when we defeat Larxene. Ugh, no way. She starts to fade away uh, as darkness rises out from her. Are you kidding? You're going to be recompleted. I didn't ask you for your garbage opinion. I lost to a bunch of losers like you. But could be worse. Become that geezer's heart tank? No, thanks. Then why help him? I was really just along for the ride. With? She gives him like a playful, like raised finger and not quite a wink, but close. <laughs> My secret. And then she explodes in their geyser of darkness. Yeah. yeah, she just I mean, I think it's more like a uh, a simpler fading away rather than like an explosion. Mm. But yeah, it's just mm. love that I have. I refuse to engage with this story. I'm just going to keep complaining. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> That's how. But also, but also, fuck the <laughs> Yeah. Yep. I love that, that she's. Just, in, yeah. I just love that she's just like, man, fuck that guy. <laughs> yep. And she's been saying that pretty loudly the few times she's been talking to others. Yeah. Yep. Like, so basically, kind of makes you wonder why she got she didn't get benched when uh freaking Demix did. Because <laughs> well, it's between her and Demix and Vexen. Which one do you want actually fighting? Yeah, probably she's more powerful. That's probably fair. They everyone was sort of like coming down to the wire for figuring out their team, huh? I love, by the way, they were short a member and they still put two idiots on the bench. Yeah, we'd yep. rather have no one than you guys. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, we finish off Marluxia. Oh, so now it all comes back to me. <laughs> hey, is that a real laugh? Yes. My heart is remembering how to feel. Really? That's good. And now I am on the cusp of reclaiming my identity. My purpose for being. Thanks to you, Sora. He vanishes with a smile. Neither of them had much to say about the plot. No. Like, none of them did. None of them had anything to say. I feel like Luke Sword was actually the one that had the most pertinent stuff to say. Arlusha yes. implied he might have a character arc, and Larxene was annoyed at the idea of having one. You're going <laughs> to be human again. Fuck that. <laughs> uh, so we find another fork. By the way, there's these weird little traps as they up, like moving walls yeah. and stuff, and you get a game over if you don't do it fast enough. Why? Huh. It's just kind of in the way and it doesn't really do much. I didn't even get a game over. I don't know how you get a game over. Weird Basically, talk. well, you, you run out of time. Like these these traps are timed. Hmm. I was startled by the first one, so I kind of blew it. So, ah, OK. Hmm. Anyway, uh, at the end of one path, Axel and Kyrie are facing Syx and a cloaked kid who has not revealed their face, but is wielding the kingdom key. I wonder who could that be? Hmm. 
So on the other side, the character arc important fight is happening with Ventus and Aqua fighting Vanitas and Terra Xehanort. Yep. Let's start with the Birth by Sleep gang. Sure. We arrive to bail out the Keyblade Masters who are on their last legs. It seems to be implied that there was some stuff going on beforehand, but we don't get to see it. Well, there's been a fight going on, but they both of them seem like they're pretty exhausted by this point. Yep. Yeah, this one is probably the hardest of the set of fights because both Vanitas and Terra Xehanort are actually relatively difficult on their own. I don't remember how much trouble I had. I don't think I had that much trouble, but Vanitas is still being his same old trick user from before. So you should be used to everything he does by now. Yeah. I don't remember much about Terra Xehanort's fighting style. I think it's just very, like, aggressive. Yeah. Interesting to mention, if you beat Terra Xehanort first, he he stumbles to his feet in a quick cutscene, but then it goes back to the fight without having anything happen yet. Yeah, they, this fight is specifically designed that you have to have Terra Xehanort seen last anyway. So we're going to do Vanitas first. Vanitas' helmet cracks and half of it falls to the ground, showing like um, half his face and his spiky hair sticking out from it. Your face! I'm the piece of Ventus that was taken away. And you're the piece Ventus needed to be whole again. So why shouldn't you and I look exactly the same? You define me, Sora, the same way that Ventus does. We are brothers who, together, make a greater whole. Then, why do you stand by our side, instead of with darkness? Because I am darkness, and I do stand by your side. I'm the shadow that you cast. How much closer could I be? But I didn't... But I didn't ask for this. To be sifted apart, nice and neat. We should be free to choose. Not just light, not just darkness. We decide what we are. But Ventus, I did decide who I am. You see? And what you are is darkness? What I am is darkness. They stare for a tense moment as Venetus starts to fade. Okay. How's that okay, Venetus? Vanitas smiles for a moment as he as he breaks apart. <laughs> You're a good Sora, and I'm bad Sora. You're a good You're little a... two-shoes. You're a goody little two-shoes, goody little two-shoes. I had to throw that good, in there. Good, bad, I'm the one with the friends. <laughs> oh, God, I had to throw that in there just from yeah. that. And frankly, I know you find it a little boring. I'm a little amused at how Vanitas is like, I, no, fuck that. I'm happy with what I am. Let me be who I, I want to be. I, I am bored with this shit, but I am kind of amused by his candor here. Yeah. Yes. It's like, fuck, I'm a fucking asshole. Okay. Yeah. Nice Some people are assholes. Some people are assholes who just need their fates beaten in. I love the implication that apparently Ventus's heart was a perfect Sora-shaped hole. And that's yes. why they're the same shape, because they both fit the same. Yes, <laughs> yes exactly. That's It's like the exact kind of nonsense explanation that you hope for. This is the world's biggest coincidence. Neat, huh? <laughs> so oh once and so once the fight's over, once Venus is gone and Terra North's been defeated. Terra! They need, they pull they pull Terra. Aqua. Ven? Terra, please! Uh, uh. Come back, Terra! Terra, your friends are here! <sighs> Terra screams. And chains and chains and snare Ventus and Aqua and Sora and pull them into the air. Terra! As they struggle against the chains, but Xehanort is clearly taking control again and none of them are able to pull free. 
You have to fight the darkness. You'll never be able to break these chains. They're our bonds. He starts conducting with hands, start whipping Aqua and Ven around, just wildly swinging them through the air. You have no power over me. Stop, Terra! Please stop it! Aqua and Ven have gone silent. He raises them and still into the air, and they do not move. Farewell. They race higher and higher, clearly planning to drop. No! Terra, I kept my promise. Zeno releases them, and still chained, they fall towards the ground. Suddenly from behind him, the Guardian appears, flies forward, and grabs Ventus and Aqua before they land. It turns and faces him, and he's shocked, and as it breaks the chains in its fists, and it places both of them down. How? You fell to the dark. He starts to summon his keyblade, but the dark figure appears behind him and grabs him by the face. He's unable to get free from it. It pulls at the bandages at the linens over its mouth and breaks them off. One day, I will set this right. One day, I will set this right. I will return to this land and protect my friends. And the heart-shaped hole in the center of the Guardian sparks with light, and Sora summons his keyblade and aims it at Xehanort. Terra, now! A beam of light erupts from the keyblade, striking Xehanort in the back as the Guardian releases its grip on him. The, the heart inside bursts from its chest, and the Guardian dissolves as the heart flies into Terra's body. Light spreads out in waves in all directions, growing brighter. Terra lands on his feet, finally free of Xehanort's control. He looks back down at his hands, almost in disbelief, and he turns, running back to Aqua and Ventus. Aqua! Ven! Terra, is it you? Yeah. You never stopped lighting my way back. You're here. I heard you too, Ven. You found me. Just like you promised. Thank you. Aqua and Ventus need rest. Terra, look after them. No, Sora. I'm going too. Ventus stumbles after taking a single step. That's what he wants. For us to make a mistake. Put ourselves in danger. Sora, go. We'll catch up with you. So this is like after the the masked heel take like it reveals himself to be someone who's been gone, and he turns face at the same moment. Yes. Yep. <laughs> it's a, I love this scene so fucking much. <laughs> the dark figure, the one behind, which I guess is the rough translation of the uh, Japanese common name for it, but mm-hmm. like whatever you want to call it, like it's nice to just like get this moment of it just like resting control back. And since the Guardian first formed. Mateus Zaynor was struggling, and then, like, when he, when he, like, turned his keyblade on his own heart, it appeared again. This mm-hmm. tells you that Terra's heart has been locked in the Guardian. Yep. My favorite bit is just how he claws away at the bandages over the mouth. Yeah. Like, the thing is, I think of Hocus Pocus. I don't know <laughs> what you're talking about here. <laughs> in the movie Hocus Pocus, the witch resurrects her ex-boyfriend as a zombie, but she sewed his mouth shut, so he wouldn't tell his mm-hmm. secrets, but then he gets a pair of scissors and turns her, like, he... he Rips off the bandages with the uh, sewing with that. He turns around and starts insulting her and saying she, he hated her. Excellent. 
This is much more uh, cathartic, though. <laughs> oh, this this is more wonderful, but that is hilarious. <laughs> so I don't think it's as much that that Tara's heart was sealed inside the Guardian. I think the the fact is, is that the Guardian is Tara's heartless. Yes, but it also that's what it is. Yeah. The heart was is the cage for the heart. Yeah, sense. yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, because like it's because it is being bound by, to the body by uh, Xehanort here. Yeah, yeah. Basically, it's a heart was a slave of the other. I understand what you're saying, but in many ways, it's a distinction without a difference. Yeah, yeah. I think it's a neat explanation for why Ansem Seeker of Darkness, who was technically a heartless, also had a heartless behind him. Yeah. Yes. So, also notable is that the Guardian Heartless is a pureblood. Well, it was long before Te- Terra Xehanort started making new Heartless. It just was one yeah. that was created by yeah. literally a heart, a heart that was corrupted by darkness being pushed out of a body. Yeah, it, yeah. Se- it seems to me like basically anytime you have a heart that that for whatever reason does not have a body but still exists, it becomes a Heartless naturally. I feel like it's either it'll, either it'll disappear or it'll become a heart. Yeah, exactly. All right. Anyway, let's go on ahead. Uh, so, yeah. Sora, by the way, keeps saying everyone else needs a rest. He's fine through all these fights, might I say. Yes. I mean, he's a JRPG protagonist. He can fight as many fights as he needs. But the yeah. others are JRPG protagonists, too, or at least not JRPG this game. supporting protagonists. Not in this game, they're not protagonists. Everyone is weaker than Sora in this game. <laughs> so now we're going to fight Syx and his friend. Yep. Yep. The friend will borrow Syx's Claymore as part of the fight. It's kind of neat to see. It, it is where I said the other figure is quite small. Like Sora's height yes. most. Yes. Mm. This fight does not last very long before scenes kick in. I call upon the moon's pale light. Stop it. Just stop. Stop it. Isa. Axel gets hit and Zemnis suddenly shows up. Zemnis. There was a time I trusted you to deal with traitors. And now your betrayal outstrips them all. What final words do you have for your superior? Well, let me think about it. How about you were never my superior? Ah, ever the rogue pawn. Knocked from the board early in the game. Utterly useless and forgotten. You kidding? Do you know how popular I am? I got loads of people rooting for me. Sorry, boss. No one. Axe's Axel. Got it memorized. With that, he summons his Keyblade. He swings it at Zemnis, who catches it in his hand without any <laughs> effort. Is this supposed to be a Keyblade? Or is it some sort of joke? One of those thorns lash out knocks his Axel back as the Keyblade is shattered. Our plans have been dashed by you. Far more times than I care to count. Now it ends. I will purge that light in you. With darkness. As he strikes with one of his lightsaber swords, the small figure grabs the blade to stop Axel. Changing sides again. We need him alive. You know that. We only need his heart in order to forge the key. We do not need his soul. Oh, but that's right. You were friends. Then you take his life. Who are you? 
the blade shakes in her hand. And as she she stops for a moment, but as she looks to uh, move forward, Sora walks in front of her, moving, pu- pushing the sword down with his hand. Don't do this. <gasps> she strikes that sword briefly, but he blocks it. Wait. It's all right. You can stop now. It's all right. Xion. Xion. She begins to cry. She drops the keyblade from her hand, grabs her head. Zemnis flash steps behind her, glaring. Useless puppet. He literally kicks her right into Sora, knocking both of them down and, and knocking her hood off, showing Xion's face. Xion! So. Yeah. Yeah. I uh, want to take a quick break to discuss this. Oh, yeah. It's a long one. But oh, man. yeah. We're still going here. Fuck I just yeah. love. Fuck yeah. Axel's go Xion. Like, I just love Axel. Like, I win all the character polls. Yes. Yes. <laughs> 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 he, I said, he, he's doing facing the bullets here, like literally knowing he's possibly fucked, but he will not let up. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he will not give Zem this the slightest satisfaction of seeing him afraid or see him or see him trying to beg for his life. Nothing like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This, I will. I will piss in your face so you get rid of me. So keep it. Keep it up, buddy. This is that everybody hates Zemnis now moment. <laughs> Since it's not too hard to guess it was Shion. It is interesting, like, it's like she's not fully aware of what she wants. It's and it actually takes and Sora and Roxas through Sora seem to be the one to be able to remind her of what's happening. And as soon as Axel sees her face, he actually grabs his head before he reacts. Well, I think a lot of it is that Shion has a lot of identity crises going on. Her existence has pretty much been like completely wiped from everyone's memory to begin with. So, yeah, exactly. And even even before she had a hard time understanding your existence probably because it was so modular people would see her differently though it feels like that's not happening anymore yeah she's like she's finally regained her own identity here is what it feels like the only person who actually remembers who Xion is is roxas inside of sora and i don't even think he did till just recently like remember he had yeah. forgotten her by the time king hearts 2 had started yeah, yeah like, he had to see her like and sora has seen Xion a few times in like dream trap distance and stuff like that but he's not like he didn't. Did he wonder if Roxas? No, we saw. Like so, that he like <laughs> nominate turns of the Shion. He couldn't recognize her. Right. Um. He sees her with. He sees her with Axel and the others, but seems confused. Like you wonder if Roxas, his heart inside Sora, has been putting this together. I have the feeling that what's that part of what's going on is that until she came into contact with the the Guardians of Light, she was pretty well behaved and acted like a, a Xehanort, more or less. I wonder how much of her memories were there. Like, I feel like certainly mm-hmm. how her existence was removed, wherever they pulled her heart from, you just wonder, like, if they, how much they had messed with her, how much it was losing. Mm-hmm. And so only at this point does, you know, it's also possible that underneath the cloak, she looked very different before this very moment where the cloak is knocked off. I wonder if her new replica body no longer does that. Mm-hmm. Like none of the other replicas see the, the other replicas take the form of the heart inside them. So they don't do this. They don't do that like uh, an unstable thing. I wonder if like that's something Vex and fixed. We do know that that Xion's Final Fantasy class is still Mimic, which is backed up by the fact that she can use Saix's great great sword and his moves. Well, so like so we go back to it and remember everyone's on the ground. Xion lands on the ground. Zemnis 
stands over her, like pulling out with his lightsaber. Then he turns on to see Axel on the ground clutching at his leg. Your keyblade is no more, and you still think you can play at being a guardian of light. He pulls his foot free from Axel's hand and then stomps on his hands. You can wait your turn, also ran. As Zemnis raises blade at Xi'an, Axel reaches helplessly and Sora starts glowing. A spark of a heart blows out of his chest, and then high up in the sky, a twinkle turns to a beam of light that shoots down and strikes the ground in front of Zemnis. He leaps away, and as it creates a cloud of dirt, his blade vanishing and a figure stands up in the haze. Hands off, my friends. It cannot be. Axel and Xi'an see the figure remove his hood to show spiky blonde hair. Roxas. My turn. Roxas. This is impossible. Where did you get a vessel? Same as you. Same how. Most of the organization's members... They traveled here from the past as hearts, and you had replicas ready and waiting, one for each of them. Who told you? I owe my return to many. Some of them people you knew, and some the wise. Zexion. And others, too. It seems you're not as good at winning over people's hearts as you think. Ah, I see. There was one last thing I needed in order for me to be whole again. A connection. Sora helped me find my way back here. To my friends. Roxas! I don't need hearts. I will scatter them all to the winds. He walks forward, but then flash steps again. He peers behind Kyrie and grabs her arm, pulling her upwards. Kyrie! Sora! What difference does one little light make? You have others, just as we have more darknesses to replenish our ranks. He vanishes into a darkness corridor, and Sayek stands in their way. Roxas runs up the sword. They share a moment. Axel is clearly injured, unable to stand clear easily. Rest, Axel. Roxas will fight in our place, and I'll fight for Kyrie. Yeah. When it comes to Keyblades, you're the old hands. I just want to start by saying that was about three and a half pages of notes and I didn't have one line as a character. Wow. Um, just wow. And it's just it's just sorted out that way, huh? Uh, I mean, that's part of the result of me picking up most of the female characters just by default. Yeah. But I was actually kind of amused by this entire scene where Roxas shows back up because it's definitely we're going with the Keyblade Mania metaphor. It's the completely unknown or the completely unexpected guy come uh, running into the ring to me much like lingering will this reads as suddenly the jumbotron switches to a theme that people have heard months and the crowd the, the crowd pop is wild yeah <laughs> oh my god that's roxas's music we thought roxas was gone for good he was he was thrown out of the company years ago. but he's back and he's ready for action I was uh, I definitely like Xion and Roxas coming back here and essentially replacing yeah. some of the characters we lost. I've, I find it extremely hard to believe, but apparently it's true that Nomura was very shocked that people wanted more Roxas and Xion. Yeah, huh. he honestly didn't think he was going to use it at first. I mean, even more like, so there's even more with Xion later. 
I also know he kind of was getting frustrated with having to put everyone's death scene in because he thought it was wasting everyone's time. <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> I mean, I at this point, it's like you got to do this if you're doing an Avengers thing. I mean, if we're doing an Avengers thing, Roxas is absolutely doing an Infinity War Thor entrance. And it's pretty. Cool. Oh, yeah. It's great. Uh, it's even, real cool. Even ignoring, I've seen people make parodies of online. It's like the, the, the Bifrost Bridge. She might as well be shouting, break me, say it, Art. Only, if there's one character that might actually be more powerful canonically in the setting than than Sora is, it's probably Roxas. I mean, Roxas is the probably better Keyblade Master because he's the only one that he can constantly, consistently use two blades. He's the best at mm-hmm. it. He, he might be the best sword fighter of the group. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I want to make one side comment. So uh, when Roxas says he owes his return to many, Zemnis thinks of Ansem the Wise and Zexion. Roxas says mm-hmm. others too. No one actually mentions Vexen, even though he's the one who made replicas. Or Demix. Like, and Zemnis is like, hmm, I'm happier not remembering they exist. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it also could just be part of it is that, you know, if if any of the organization members go after those two, they're going to die. <laughs> Well, yeah, well, basically, you just argue Evans, Evans, Moulturn actually was that good. Uh-huh. <laughs> yep. You're a piece of shit. It makes perfect sense. You want to be hanging out with us again. <laughs> huh. well, Maybe he wasn't a piece of shit. <laughs> let's go to the fight itself. Sora, Roxas and Shion versus Saix. So Sora, Sora and Sora fight not Sora. Who hates Sora? God damn it. <laughs> the fight theme is called Hearts as One and it fucking owns. Did I say this is also Saix fighting all the people who's taken his friend away? Yep. Shit, you're right. Holy shit. Because he says, especially in days, Saix was clearly not handling well um, Axel's other friendships that was causing the, the refugee yeah. to get worse. So that's fascinating. <laughs> like, there's so much good theme work going on here. Wow. <laughs> yeah, it definitely is Saix fighting the people who he would see as taking his friend away. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, let's talk about the music a little bit real quick. The song is called Hearts is One, and I just find myself thinking of 80s rock ballads with names like that. Yeah, uh, yeah. But like, so it's a major key rendition of the other promise and Vector to the Heavens, which are Roxas and Xion's tragic fight themes. It's like Sora's theme is mixed in. Like it's it is a triumphant theme for the team that you're fighting Saix with. In many ways, it's in Sora's theme, like his key, like just how everything's yeah. so positive. Hearing other promise in a triumphant form is amazing. Same with Vector of the Heavens in a triumphant form. Like, I think Vector of the Heavens is probably my favorite fight theme right now, even more than uh, Rage Awakened. Like, hearing it in this form is pretty fascinating to me. But Saix, he's done. He's 200% done and 200% mad. Yep. Uh, he has a second bar to his Berserk mode now. It goes through two colors. Yep. And once you beat him, this scene plays out. Can I say, by the way, the NPC AI is pretty merciless. I kept jumping into his attacks mistake, but they rip him apart just as fast as you do. <laughs> he didn't have a chance. Yep. Uh-huh. Why? Why so sad? You let them reduce you to this? I thought you outgrew the marks under your eyes. So? You look like you need them. Stop it! The whole act! I thought this was all for her! At first, I sacrificed everything to try to track her down. You're the one who went off and made other friends. Left her and me both in the dust. It infuriated me how you just exited our lives. Uh, I lost all sense of purpose. I didn't forget you. Yes, I know. 
you you wouldn't do that. But I was jealous. You admit it. Well, if I make it back, you won't get it out of me a second time. See you, Isa. See you, Lee. And he's gone. You go help Kyrie. Right. Gotta run. Good luck. Sora leaves the three of them standing together. All right. What now? As he and Roxas smile at each other, they hear sobbing, and Xion is just crying, clutching herself. Roxas runs up to her and tries to comfort her, and Axel scratches at his head. Guess I should have brought some ice cream. Damn it, that's <laughs> what we forgot. But, yep. Yes. God damn, all, though. That, yeah, damn like, it. Yesterday I, had, yesterday I had three ice cream and no friends. Now I have three friends and no ice cream. Damn it. <laughs> By the way, that is a, that is a horrible abusing of a Simpsons line, if you know it. Yeah, I don't know it. Oh, uh, I have three kids and no money. Why can't I have no kids and three buddies? Oh, God damn. Yeah, that's <laughs> terrible. It is. Um, it's it's a complete stupid Homer line, but it's mm-hmm. but like, but, uh, yeah, um, yeah, I love that's, this entire fucking fight. This entire yeah. bit is probably my favorite part of like the uh, what do we call these like cage matches? I don't know. <laughs> they're very much. I said they're very much cage matches. Up next is the lumberjack match. <laughs> Like, but yeah, of all the cage matches, this is my favorite of them by far. Yeah. It's so good. There's so much good writing in this one little scene. Well, after all, Lee wins all the character polls, right? Yes. <laughs> well, like, I mean, like, just be just be clear here. Like, it baffles me that Nomura, like, apparently didn't think to put this in because this is the best shit in this part of the game. Yeah, they this did a great it. job with it. It's a little unclear. He's kind of kept saying different things. Like, yeah. it just you I, I honestly don't believe it. I don't believe yeah, it. <laughs> it definitely he was thinking about maybe this is too many fights. He was considering cutscenes for some, but he's like someone, everyone's someone's favorite character. Someone's going to get upset. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. It seems like there and, was seems like there was this lot of swirling. Is this going too long? Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. he goes. But I mean, like the writing goes so fucking hard in this bit. Like, but, it's well, so he's good. Gonna, he, I do feel if he is like, if I'm going to if I'm going to use all of this, I better make all of it. All of the hits. Yeah. yeah. Like. I mean, like you, the whole Mickey versus the jobbers kind of like doesn't land just because it's Mickey and jobbers. And we like all the stuff that's interesting about Marluxia, um, Larxene and maybe Luke Sword are not until later. Or in other uh, games or in other yeah. games, I believe. Yeah. yeah. Riku's moment with Dark Riku and other Riku is kind of funny. Him still working on his own demons. It's kind of a rehash of a stuff we've been already feel like we've solved a while ago. Pretty sure yeah. Sigbar just flipped everyone off and jumps. Yeah. He 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 slipped out of the uh, Royal Rumble. He and yeah. uh, uh, Vanitas just kind of like gives everyone double middle fingers as he leaves. I kind of imagine <laughs> doing one of Junko and Ashima's poses, like the one with the devil horns. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the crossed arms. That just seems like what him, I like, am yeah, is darkness. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Later, fuckers. <laughs> yep. I'm just imagining Sora's face doing that tongue. God damn it. Oh, God. <laughs> it's really bad. Yeah, um, I, do not try to find out why. I don't want to know what people make if you search Sora tongue. Oh, no. Um, no, definitely don't do that. But but I mean, this shit right here, this uh, the um, after like, yeah, after like, after solving the birth by sleep um, um, tragedy. And now we're going on to this and the other the other big tragedy. Yeah. Like I'm like this right here is like why I think it's really worthwhile to like. 
I, so I still need to actually play Days because I picked up a copy because I was bold into it by one of our fans. Uh, who is who very much who very much talks up the praises of how the incidental extra elements really works for the characters. Yeah. Mm. And so I really need to see it. But like Days is still one of my favorite stories in the entire series. And uh, like just getting this payoff here is what gives it that extra bit of spice that makes it yeah. really work. Listen, but with all this solving of the of the uh, tragedies, I actually found myself thinking of One Piece. Iceberg going, you really did it. You took everything back from them. <laughs> I was kind of laughing because I was thinking about the chess metaphor after Ericus reveals his final gambit after young Xehanort thought he lost. And <laughs> now basically his, his pieces are going out, wiping out the entire black position yeah. now. Like, well, just a chat, just a pawn. I can do en passant. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> All right. One of the, one of the rules that really confuses me that why exists. Why does Enpasata exist? I don't, I don't know. I really don't. <laughs> I assume it's that you can't just slip straight past pawns. You can't skip them. Because um, like, it avoids you skipping one with a two move, right? Uh, it's yeah, I think it's pretty specifically that it's like you it's probably to avoid a specific like you can't uh, do a way that would like prevent this pawn sacrifice. Like it's uh-huh. a way it's a uh, way to make sure that the movement advantage or positional advantage of putting a pawn into place is preserved. I've read something indicated that when the rules when the rules added the two pawn move, which was originally there, Empasat came with it. That makes sense. Like, I mean, the two pawn move was basically just added because of a way to speed up the game, right? Yeah, yeah I think so. I'm going on very fast searches here. So if anyone wants to correct me, please go ahead, but don't be mad. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think it's like you can't just rush past a pawn that's advancing the void capture that way. That's my guess for news. Mm. Yep. To be clear, y'all, we all know about as much about chess as Ushiria Battler does. So, <laughs> I mean, I feel like we know a little bit more than he does. <laughs> I can I can recognize a fool's mate when it shows up. Yep. <laughs> like I just remember said, I just remember getting glass on you going, "Yep, that's a fool's mate." As soon as it appeared on on that oh, and that puzzle box, it starts. Anyway, I'm better. I'm better at go than chess myself. Let's go. So we continue through the maze to the Tower of Endings. Here's what it's all been building to. Riku and Mickey are here and they're facing off against the Norts. Yep. yep all the actual Norts. Yep. Answer yep. Seeker of Darkness, Young Xehanort and Xemnas are on the ground. Well, Master Xehanort is watching from a pie on his little p- extra pillar. To be the man, you gotta beat the man and the other man and that man and the young man. But they're all the same man. Yeah, that's why it's the man. <laughs> Alrighty. Xemnas, where's Kyrie? Wait, is she in trouble? Yeah, Xemnas took her. Settle down, boy. It's Sora. The 13 darknesses and seven lights have clashed nine times. You, he's nine keys. Nine keyblades appear behind him, appearing as differently shaded versions of no name, like more gray than black like it's. Keys? We are four short. But those four keys will be produced here and now. Yeah, sure. And what makes you think there'd ever be any way we'd help you with that? You forget. I plan for every eventuality. And he brings out Kyrie. So uh, I want to ask something here. Each clash of this is supposed to make a key, right? Yeah, Yeah, I assume that's what the gouts. How does the math work? Because there's because there's four of them left alive. Okay. I don't know how it works with Xion, but yeah, it doesn't really matter who wins. It's just that it happened. 
And we will find out shortly that doesn't take much of a fight at all for it to start forming one. So true, true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So and I said, like, um, so I just like that. Riku's like, really? You really you you, you went after Kyrie again? <laughs> Sex as fuck. Yeah, I was just laughing that that Kyrie kind of gets poorly treated here. It, it's, it is frustrating. Kind of. Yeah, I'll okay, make a few is- jokes, but it is frustrating. It is. Like, Namura, this is a problem that needs to get fixed. Yes. Sometimes you're weird with female characters, and it's, sometimes it's... Sometimes. Sometimes. Okay. Every Shall we single go? time. Okay. Let's go through it. Let's go fucking through this here. Are we going <laughs> to stick to Kingdom Hearts or pick some of his major... Let's go Final, Final Fantasies. Fantasies. Let's go okay. Final Fantasy here. Who do you want to use? Um. Okay. So, first of all, the most character balance he's ever had in a... Or the most gender balance he's ever done is... Final Fantasy X-2 and Final Fantasy thirteen, where in that case, it was the entire cast is female. But let's point out their character designs are all yeah. uh, basically he wrote an idol group. Yeah, yeah. yeah. wrote an idol group. Uh, let's see. Final Fantasy thirteen, most notably, is not is not his game. It's just the characters he designed for. It is um, uh, like Lightning is very specifically Hashimoto's favorite character in Final Fantasy. Hmm. Interesting. So, like, it's like, yeah, like um, you were talking about, I understand that 12 has wretched characters. Was Fang also Nomura's design? Uh, Fang was Nomura's design, yes. Uh, like he designed the characters for 13 and Versus 13, but we'll get to Versus 13 slash 15 in a moment. You will start with 10 too, which kind of, like I said, it's kind of positive, but also kind of fucking ridiculous. Like you, I mean, there's a whole part about giving the, vil- the female villain a massage. Yes. <laughs> and I mean, I think it's really fun. It's the only magical girl yeah. uh, JRPG you'll find that actually does like a real mechanic out of transformation. It runs a little bit on camp. A lot of the male characters act ridiculous, too. So it's kind of like yeah. everyone in this world's gotten a little silly ever since the horrible Demiurge left. But mm-hmm. yeah, um, it's still kind of like all these character designs are specifically designed with the male gaze in mind. So like um, so other Final Fantasies like eight kind of damsels everyone a lot. Uh, Renoa gets damseled a whole freaking lot, yeah. And like, Christus lives in a questionable world, which they kind of have the character recognize she's a little fucked up, but the story doesn't. I want to say this though: eight isn't really his fault. Uh, like, mm. he wasn't the director; he was just the character designer. Uh, okay. Um, though it was no, it was uh, Nojima's writing for eight. So, Final Fantasy right. fifteen is a sausage fest, explicitly. Well, that's it, it's it's it was it like the world's worst bachelor road trip, bachelor, yeah, bachelor party road trip. Yeah, they're it's a bachelor party on a road trip. And so, like you even there are female characters that join the party as guests, uh, but like they don't do much as un- the unfortunate thing. Like they yeah. don't add to the story at all either, which is a real shame. Like. It, I mean, honestly, I understand Nomura likes the whole bromance thing. He likes bros being bros. It's OK, that's but it's OK. That's to be right. But sometimes it gets a little weird. Like, well, it, the, the number of times Kyrie has gotten damseled is probably the most egregious thing. Apparently he's not considered a director of 15. Hmm. Huh. Uh, I mean, he was taken off of 15, but he still was the character designer and the one who broke the original story. Because it was part of his uh, Crystallis, right? Yeah, it was yeah. his work for, for uh, the Crystallis. No, but- so, like I said, is would you blame him for 12? Because I've heard some bad things about the female characters in that. 12 is not him at all. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, so uh, is it just he's the character these de- issues? The character designer in 12 was the same character designer as 14. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, well, I guess yeah. we'll stick to Kingdom Hearts, where Kyrie constantly gets teased with doing something and then gets screwed. 
Yeah, yeah, that's the big thing that pisses me off is like every time it seems to be threatening that Kyrie is going to get to do something interesting, she gets damseled, which is a real big shame. Yeah, it's mm. it really this one's really bad because yeah. I remember the it's the old joke from the from the evil overlord list, the standard female grab area. Yeah, he just grabs someone by their arm and something, you know, you're not really restraining them any other way. They can't do anything, even if they yeah, explicitly are trained fighting. It pisses me off to no end. I it's like. I, I love Kingdom Hearts. This is like the big sticking point for me that makes me go, this this needs to be called out and is not great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and I said, and Kyrie, I said, she gets it rough here. <laughs> That's why I'm joking that Riku's mad that the villains are being cheap about this. Yep. Mm. So let's talk about the fight. This is a lumberjack match. <laughs> we got three big guys in the ring and we got a big swarm of keys flying around outside to hit anyone who leaves the ring. Yep. And these are also the, the biggest heavy hitters in the entire group. Yeah. Yep. We got we got two final bosses and one guy who wasn't a final boss because you because Riku fought some extra guys in the dream. Yep. Uh, but I mean, he was still a final boss tier enemy. Uh, mm-hmm. But um, so I want to co- comment on their character design uh, fight style. Like um, I say, this young- is probably one of the fights closest to having them uh, fight as a team. It's still not yeah. quite, but they're, they're different fight styles do fill gaps like um, Zemnis is sort of the close range bruiser. He's just like all power moves all the time up front with his lightsabers. Yeah. He flash steps, he, he charges from above, he makes explosions occasionally around him, and he's the yeah, he, fighter. He kind of does the Darth Maul, his best Darth Maul impression, I think. Yeah, yeah. Young North, Young North's fighting at mid-range. He's using his keyblade in like a whip form repeatedly and also trying to use like time freeze status effects and ground effects. Mm-hmm. And Ansem Seeker of Darkness is T-posing in the back to assert dominance to cast laser spells. I want to oh. comment on something real quick. <laughs> When was the last time we saw this particular dynamic of characters in a Kingdom Hearts fight? When you say dynamic, like uh, uh, this particular arrangement of characters, me any of them fight of roles. I don't know because want to know what I just realized it is. What? What? The fucking tutorial fight with Waka, Titus, and <laughs> oh, funny! And You're it's right. the exact same fucking kinds of weapons: swords, whip, ranged. Yeah. <laughs> so the range is explosions and also like an area effect. Um, Not rather than blitz balls, yes, stuff. but yes, <laughs> but yes. I realized that I was just like, oh fuck, this That's is what they've been building to this entire time. I <laughs> <laughs> how far it had to defer a plan. <laughs> oh god, he's like Oda. <laughs> yeah, but I said this fight is frantic and. Well, Riku and Mickey are fight are helping. Like you use Mickey's sparkle limit break for you and him to hop around doing light explosions. Mm-hmm. Every so yeah. often, Master Xehanort gets bored and summons the key dust cloud on you. I tried to get rid of Seeker of Darkness first because he's the highest danger level of this fight, but somehow I took out Xemnas first. But we're gonna t- go th- through them in uh, appearance order. <laughs> yeah, like I took out Young Xehanort first, and that happened consistently. For some reason he just ke- I think he has the lowest health. Oh, he has the lowest health by far. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so we'll go from the go from the very start. So first we take out Ansem Seeker of Darkness. Riku confronts him at the end. Ansem. What a journey you and I have had. You know, it's strange. I think I'm going to miss you. Your strength is vaster than darkness. I knew I never stood a chance. Part of me wanted to defy my fate, but when the others betrayed us, I found I did not care. And then, nothing else seemed to matter anymore. Ansem! 
What? It is time to move on, boy. There is more to seek. So go forth now and seek it. Is that a satisfying conclusion to Anthem Seeker of Darkness? Well, it's interesting. It's like he's he's tired of his role. He knows yeah. his existence is not as important as he once imagined. Well, I, his existence has now just uh, ended up becoming uh, mostly I'm he's hanging out to taunt Riku from here and here and there. But, but he said, but he his his original grand visions of Kingdom Hearts were spoiled for him. And then he yeah. got dragged into being just a pawn of another version of himself. Yeah, he, said yeah. he, he just he's like he knew that this he felt like this was hopeless ever since he was defeated. And mm-hmm. he knew like his fates. Now, when he says the others betrayed us, I'm curious what he's referring to there. I think he means the other the other Xehanorts. But who betrayed him? Yeah, who did betray him? That's a weird one. Well, the other members of the organization. Uh, do you mean like, um, I mean, the People only like person who actually Vexen. the only. OK, yeah. So Vexen, uh, Zexion, like the mm. Demix that. But did he notice that? Well, yes, he was the one who was attacked by dust. Remember that step? Right. Ansem the Wise. Yeah. So, okay, he actually, yeah. so, yeah, he actually is the one who does know they were betrayed. He's like, fine, I guess I'm just stuck in this role till it's over. I kind of he, feel like he's he's kind of dealing with that that frustration of not feeling much of anything. Well, no, he, he feels a lot. He yeah, feels yeah. a lot. Yeah. He's, heartless. he's all heart. He's all heart because he's heartless. Yeah, he's an id. <laughs> yeah, I suppose that's true. Yeah. I, I, I mean, think not he's. Really, He's tired really of being not feeling anything, that. but he doesn't. He's tired of being thwarted. He's tired of being thwarted. Well, not I only said. is he tired of being thwarted, I just feel like he's realized the the emptiness of being entirely an id. Yeah. And and it's like he almost like says, look, you you've grown past this. I can't. Yeah. So why don't you at least do something with it? Mm. Yeah, That's it's almost like, a, it's almost him wishing them well, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, it like really I is. Kind of, I was kind of interested in that last line. There's more to seek. So go forth now and seek it because he is and, and him, seeker of darkness, right? Yeah. Yeah. So he's so, admitting that there's way more than darkness out there now. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's really interesting that the other parts of Xehanort learn more than he does. <laughs> well, it is mm-hmm. worth noting both Ansem and and Xemnas, I, I truly believe, are influenced by Terra's heart because they were still mm-hmm. parts yeah. of him that when the two, and then they even use Terra like in the Ansem even used Terra as his, as the guardian too. So I yeah. believe that they, they're, they're vulnerable to it. So mm-hmm. let's move on then. Speaking of Xemnas. Yeah. When you beat him. Bested yet again. I know that you have a heart. What do you feel? Was it worth it? I feel the emptiness where my companions once stood. I took them for granted. And now I have nothing. My first surge of emotion in years. For as long as I can remember. And it's loneliness. Do you see? A heart is just pain. And he turns away. Pain is being human, Xemnas. He gives a surprisingly soft smile as he fades. Really? It must take incredible strength. Holy fuck, where did that come from? <laughs> well, I, I know exactly where this came from. Xemnas is a nobody. 
Yeah. And we've established mm-hmm. nobody's for their bodies form new hearts like as their their soul yeah. and their mind crave a heart. Yeah. And mm-hmm. between that and having and Zendis having fractured memories and some of Tara's memory, he actually is receptive when he feels that pain. Yeah. This isn't I, I just dismissed this, but my God. Mm. Yeah. Not only that, I think there was that scene earlier where basically he he found out that everybody in the former organization 13 now hates his guts. Absolutely everybody. And I think that got to it. Oh, yeah. Like he's he, he just he's feeling isolation that he's not felt before. Yeah. He just realized that that, you know, it's like what's exactly what Sora said. Was it worth it? And he just thought about it for a second and realized that he squandered every bit of connection he ever made as his own person. And now and he's lonely. <laughs> he, he never expected it. it. And he didn't realize it until he looked in, until Sora challenged him when everything was over. And mm-hmm. I, But I really it's, love pain as being human. It's like, mm-hmm. God, Sora. I learned, I learned about hurt, or some <laughs> me did. I think some me learned about hurt. <laughs> And that means and I learned I, about it just as good. He was my Kage, but he was my uh, shadow clone. <laughs> I really liked that. It must take incredible strength line. It God, was it's it's so good. good it's out. Of, it feels out of nowhere, but it's so good. And like, God, well, I think it's Zen. This it's, it's, okay. it's a well, it's a it's a philosophically strong moment <laughs> for me. I feel well, like for me, the the interesting part of it is that it also probably reflects a little bit on why Master Xehanort is doing a lot of this, because when it comes down to it, he he is afraid of what will happen if he doesn't know everything. Yeah, mm-hmm. I so think well, that's yeah. what's going on. If so, well, Zemnis, like I said, he 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 calls himself the superior. He actually was very coldly confident in being greater and being stronger. And it's mm-hmm. like, so just having a heart is this difficult how strong are you, human? Mm-hmm. What sort of strength? Like, like he he shudders at the thought of what that strength must be, even if he has yeah. respect. Like, yeah. um, and that the emotion over like lo- having friends and losing them is like what he's talk- calling out here is just like, yeah. I mean, that's so painful. That is a pain. That is, that is that is a pain that you almost is is almost impossible to explain. Whether it's mm-hmm. a friend you no longer see, a friend you fell out with, or a friend you lost. And mm-hmm. yeah, so it, it creates a hole. Yeah, yeah. And I think like uh, it's interesting that like it implies a lot about Sora here that he's able to appreciate that and uh, respect that. Like, but he clearly understands it, even though like he always has a smile on his face. And yet in some way, it says that the emotions overall make you strong. That even at that yeah. great pain there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You are strong because you have it and because you have the other emotions. Sora's understanding yeah makes him stronger and more assured of it, but it's not like mm-hmm. you, it's a unique strength. And this is, so he's talking about Sora, but I think he's also talking about people who have feelings overall. Yeah. All right, let's move on. Uh, we still got a lot to do. Yeah. <laughs> this is oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, this is, this is, so let's do something a little bit less thematic, a little bit more someone being an asshole. Yeah. Let's yep. beat up young Xehanort, the one who hasn't learned anything yet. <laughs> <laughs> so, so this is where my role ends. <laughs> what's so funny i told you there's a high price to pay for all of this what price would that be i'll go back to my time and live out my life but sora you're done now your journey ends here what 
Goodbye, Sora. Your time in this world is. And he vanishes as he fades. What a tool! Went out with the same amount of annoying rambling as the NFT pushers in our world. It's like, <laughs> it's like being the past, being the past self as the advantage. I don't have to learn shit because I'm going to be right back here eventually. Yep. Yep. Uh, now he's just going on to an AI grift instead. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Jesus. So yeah. So those fights are over, and then th- and as it, the cutscene comes back in, three more blades appear in Master Xehanort. I think he actually pulls them up from the ground or something. I think they're mm-hmm. just rising up with the collection. Yes. Twelve keys we have now, leaving just one more. As he summons his, his own key blade, an orb appears and is fired from its tip and into the sky. The world ripples and a light starts to appear through the clouds. Now, Sora! Darkness and light's final clash. The clouds swirl and slowly begin to open. Kyrie floats up behind Master Xehanort, not moving. Kyrie, you require motivation. Sora leaps up to the pillar and reaches towards the two of them, just as Master Xehanort reaches back with his blade and strikes her from behind. She glows for a moment and then shatters into crystal, disappearing lights. Kyrie. He attacks Master Xehanort immediately. Why her? Why? I have done it! Xehanort! The 13th blade appears and knocks Riku down and falls down. Mickey charges. You pay! <laughs> Ultima! Stop, Zah! I love that spell clash. Yes. <laughs> Mickey and Riku both freeze, but the stop set does not encompass Sora as well. Your Majesty, Riku! The, one of the blades again appears behind Sora and knocks him to the ground. Now, the Keyblade War will finally reach its conclusion. He floats into the air, surrounded by the keys. As the Moon of King Hearts appears, he raises his Keyblade, which transforms into the Keyblade. The Keyblade is complete! Kingdom Hearts! I call upon your true form! Open now and show me the world to come! He fires a, a burst from the Keyblade at Kingdom Hearts. The moon is wreathed in dark flame, turning a dark purple. The horizon changes to a reddish-pink color. Lights start glowing from Kingdom Hearts like from behind an eclipse. Sora falls, and Dom and Goofy join to, to give him comfort. Hey, don't give up! We thought you might be able to use a couple of more half-pints. Donald. Goofy. Typical. You can't do anything without us, Sora. Now wipe those tears and let's go stop Master Xehanort. Yeah, but he controls Kingdom Hearts now. And Kyrie. You? Worried? They look over to see Roxas, Axel, and Sion appearing. And then for the other side, Terra, Aqua, and Vet disappear. Guys. Sorry, we took so long. Had a couple of plot points that needed ironing out. Terra and Aqua look up. Master Xehanort. He did it. He opened Kingdom Hearts. So, what now? The time spell ends and Mickey and Riku fall down to join them. We've still got one hope! Your Majesty, Riku, are you okay? We're fine! Yeah. What hope? It's Xehanort. During the Mark of Mastery exam, we learned that he can transcend space and time. He's a portal, and we can use that to trap him. 
but it won't be easy. Aqua, Riku, I'll need both your help if we're going to push Xehanort out of this world. Understood. Wait, I'll do it. What? Kingdom Hearts is a much bigger threat. Let me handle Xehanort while you guys keep it shut. Everyone nods after a moment. Okay, Sora. I got this. You can't forget about us. Without Keyblades, it's not like we'll be much help here. Three half pints together again. Let's move. The darkness is spreading. Sora. She unmoves to Sora. <laughs> oh, hey. Kyrie will be all right. I can feel it. Thank you. They assemble. The Keyblade wielders aim their keys at Master Xehanort, and they all fire blasts as Sora joins the formation. Do it! The beam strike Kingdom Hearts, spots creating a hole in the darkness of the moon. Xehanort turns around, he's struck by Sora's blast. What? What well, a portal sphere appears from his chest. It traps him. Sora down Goofy disappear into light and float into the portal. Whoa! Where are we? So that's a lot to happen. It's like we just had the big fight. Xehanort's like, I win. Let's try something new. Mm-hmm. And more com- more opportunity to complain what the fuck about killing off Kyrie there. Yeah, but she ends like, no, 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 she's alive. We didn't kill her off. We just removed her from the plot. Oh, thanks yep. the buttload. Yeah, though, I'm I'm amused by the whole the whole deal of them using the thing that we see with opening opening and closing portals with the keyblade to do, to have one last chance against Xehanort, I guess. So a chipper well, pink sun, you mean? <laughs> so here's my question. Why is Xehanort a portal? You do time travel enough, you're just automatically a portal. I don't know. I guess that must be it, because, like, like that's what Riku's implication was. <laughs> My guess is that he's just doing too much continuity fuckery. The He's essentially fucked with time too much that that now he's susceptible to things like that. His body has gone back and forth so much in time that it's like it retains that it retains the travel of it or something of the sort. Mm-hmm. That's my guess. Honestly, anyway. these these are wild guesses and the plot always is comfortably um, loose about it. So I, I have no problem just saying, sure, that works. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think we got to. I think that's like the only way you can really appreciate it here. So we've come to in a brilliant world of water and windmills. The world we saw for, in the beginning of the story. The great hilled cities with connected bridges between the top windmills, the mm-hmm. bright sky, the bright ocean. This is where the chess game is being played. Yes. It's pretty quiet now. And as we explore, we see Master Xehanort walking the streets, but we don't get the chance to talk to him. He vanishes, then multiple Xehanort's appearance are turning into strange armored and masked figures. The music for this fight is called Replicas, which is a rather chaotic and driving piano piece that samples Distati, among other things. It's not that complicated of a bit. It's just a shared health bar fight, it seems. They, they use the different weapons and attack styles of the Ark members, but only like a few of each. Yeah, I said, and then halfway through, they like they create a massive circle in the sky and rain fire and explosions and meteors down on us. But then mm-hmm. you work out there, you you take down their health pretty quickly, and then they leave. Hilariously, I finish them off with Goofy Bombardier. <laughs> and so after the fight, we end up catching up to the real Xehanort. Of all the places to be sent, Master Xehanort, behold this town. Once a seat of power for all Keyblade wielders, it is the nexus from which all worlds spring. 
one of the fallen replicas hovers in the air lifelessly. Its body turns into a sphere of darkness that then is absorbed in Xehanort's body. The rest follow in turn. Here, I and my other selves can be one. United in Scala ad Kylum. So does this have anything to do with Daybreak Town? Buddy, you should ask that. We'll talk about that in a bit. Yeah, so as he as as he gets as he absorbs all the darkness, he takes on his his current boss form. Yep. He's wearing dark keyblade armor with a massive goat mask. He draws the no name and the world goes inception on us. Was there a goat among the original foretellers? No, no. But I will tell you with the vague way the animals are the are the animals of sin. The goat is a sin of lust. Mm-hmm. Lust would be Lushu. And remember, the no name was given to Lushu, so. Yeah, we see, a conne- we see a connection here. Yep. So and so it does kind of look like yeah. the uh, birth by sleep style kind of keyblade armor going on as well. Mm-hmm. So a bit more demonic than uh, uh, no name or no heart it, was. Yeah, it's just this massive mask. His eyes would be like in the neck of it. Just this huge ornament on top. Mm-hmm. So let's fight armored Xehanort. Yeah. So he literally folded the city in on us. So now we're in a cube of buildings. The battle theme for this is called Critical Crossroad. It's a neat theme. I don't have much more to say about it than that. Yeah. This fight is pretty frantic. You're basically running up and down the walls, trying to get in range to hit him while he's spamming projectiles. Occasionally rushes in to hit you. Mm-hmm. Interesting. He is still using the no name. Yep. Mm-hmm. This is a really dramatic final boss. I really like it, though. Yeah. Yeah. There's lots of ways to flow motion around in this phase of the fight because he, he's like and he's floating around spamming projectiles the whole time. I found that Goofy and Donald could not keep up with the AI. Oh, they, can't. they can't. They can't go up and down. They're the so worthless like here. So they're, <laughs> they're stuck. Once you push into phase two, it gives us a very merciful checkpoint because we're going underwater. Yeah, he like drags us into the water. We're down in the murky depths, and now we're using the same water controls here. And he's spamming lightning and shit. <laughs> yep. Notably, underwater appears to be the ruins of Daybreak Town. Hmm. Again, I don't know enough to know this, but it's something I read repeatedly. I guess it's like a clear tower that you'd recognize from it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we see it in the in the what you call it, in the cutscenes for back cover. True, but it's hard it's to like a, for me. It's thing. hard for me to have like a really strong mental connection. I'm going to remember if something I was yeah. just in the scene. maybe you maybe you notice it more if you were played a lot of the Union Key game. I believe so. Yes, I will reinforce the image. Looks like I have a hard time remembering faces without reinforcements. So I guess that that implies that Scala Ad Calum is what became of Daybreak Town after the Keyblade War. Probably like or like when it was Daybreak Town might have been completely destroyed. And then they the Keyblade wielders came back and built over it. Yeah, I mean, Scala Calum, the islands look very artificial, like it would be built on the sea. Mm -hmm. I think actually, whenever I look at it, I think of Water 7. Mm-hmm. I think of Water 7 too when I look at it. Well, and anyway, Phase 3 takes us back on land. The remains of yeah. the city are like basically, yeah, it, it's just like there's ruins, there's gaps, and I don't even remember what his attack level is here. This one, this one was the one I finished in one shot. Mm-hmm. After the final, No Name falls to the ground and his armor shatters, but he still is able to get away from us. He portals out. Is this where we're able to finally hear the actual music for Skalad Kylum at all? I, I know because so. there's there's no action. Okay. See, like, yeah, we, you actually only hear it back. Like the music that we won't get again to remind. We can hear briefly before we fight the replicas. Yeah, it's very brief. We we'll talk about it more when we're actually able to like talk about it more. Yeah. Uh huh. So I said. So of course Sora is not all deterred. He just he starts air running up the crumbling the crumbling cliffs on top of the tower. 
Master Xanort draws the Keyblade, pulled here through his own connection to himself, declaring, there is one sky, one destiny. It's funny he's calling back to Kyrie's letter in a bottle with that. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. It's like, is he just using a similar phrase because Kyrie is from, has had connection with Xehanort's in the past, or did he know about the letter? That's creepy. I think it's just sort of like an ironic parallel. Well, I think part of it is also the fact that Xehanort clearly knows what what existed before the Keyblade War. Mm-hmm. And uh, before that, we know that there was only one world. And so he might be making a reference to that with his ambition to destroy the current order of the world and remake it. So it's time for the final battle. Yeah, we start fighting him on this like this tower landing atop. I joke it looks like a helipad because it's kind of a circle shape in it. It's kind of got a magic circle kind of feel to it. With the Keyblade, he's summoning like keyholes in the air, teleporting through them. I think like he's launching blasts through them. Yeah. Yeah. Then as the fight progresses, Kingdom Hearts appears in the sky and like a magic circle lifts us all into the air. and We fight in the clouds right below Kingdom Hearts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And not only that, like Kingdom Hearts, all light gets drawn into it, including our own. And we're forced to anti-form at this part of the fight. Anti-form's hard to use. You don't have any way to heal from it. And you have yeah. to beat the light out of Master Xehanort. We're, we're playing struggle ball for keeps. Yep. yep. <laughs> it's funny. Yeah. Yep. And so but, once we get the light back, it's a final phase starts. And I want to point out, remember how we uh, love the chair room so much? Yeah, he summons the chair room in the background so he can do his special chair room Omni slash. Yes, he <laughs> sends a bunch of replicas at you. It's pretty damn fun. Yeah. It's, it's, it's almost a shame that the way we talk about fights, we get through them so quickly. But yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, it's, so, it's fun to experience it for yourself. Please do. Once you get through the chair room on the slash, the last day kingdom, uh, the uh, reaction. Yep. Sora shoots a keyblade raid at Xehanort, which he blocks and, and ends up shrouding the kingdom hearts in darkness. I want to say blocky is almost overselling. It just kind of breaks apart when it gets near him. Like he has an invisible mm-hmm. force. Field. Yeah, yeah. It's just it's just that completely. I feel like it's standing within the wake of Kingdom Hearts almost. Yep. Master Xehanort returns fire with the Keyblade and Sora is knocked over to the game over screen. We don't get the wording there, but he's floating there. And then the voices of Donald and Goofy bring him back and we get a new situation command. Trinity. I feel like you have to button mash a little as he twitches during it, but before that Mm -hmm. appears. Mm -hmm. So the music, music switches over to a dramatic playing of Dearly Beloved. Yep. And as Sora awakens and, and, and is still firing his, his blast off, Donald and Goofy appear behind him, like bracing behind against his shoulders. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have in my notes the Trinity fires off a precure merch tech to back at Xehanort. <laughs> yeah. The power of Disney and friendship is more powerful than the power of anime and swords. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the blast overcomes Xehanort and the fight ends. Light returns to Kingdom Hearts as well. Why? How? It's over now. You lost. No, look, you are too light. King of Hearts has turned an eerie orange glowing color. Are we really? I don't know. What's going to (laughs) happen? A purge. The world will be returned whence it started. The world began in darkness, and from that darkness came light. From the light came the people, and the people had hearts. Evil burgeoned in those hearts, begetting more darkness, and that darkness spread across the world like a plague. The light, the symbol of the world's hope, was devoured by shadow, leaving nothing but ruin. 
in utter failure. But the first light, the light of Kingdom Hearts, it can give us a new start. An empty world, pure and bright. It wasn't your decision to make. He pushes the keyblade, slamming the ground to force himself to stand. Then whose was it? The world needs someone to stand up and lead. Someone strong to stop the weak from polluting the world with their endless darkness. Someone to dictate their destiny. If so, you're not that person, Xehanort. A real leader knows that destiny is beyond his control and accepts that. You make me think of an old friend. Goofy sees something in the sky. Look! A massive keyhole and inside a portal appears. Street lights fly through it and form into the shape of Riku and Mickey, Axel, Roxas, and Shion, and the, and the Wayfinder trio. You made it! Are you okay? Yup. Kingdom Hearts is closing on the other side, but we managed to follow our hearts to you. Terra walks over to Xehanort. Master Xehanort. He shakes off Aqua's arm, and she's, she lets him go. There's more to light than meets the eye, as I told you. You sly fox! Terra shines with light, and a and a sparkle forms off his chest. It coalesces in the form of, of the aged Master Ericus. The others gasp to see him. Now hand over the keyblade, Xehanort. It is too late. For us, perhaps, but not for them. No, I can do this. Enough. Checkmate. We switch back to the bright study and the chess game. The boy in black stares down at the remaining piece, the crown token gleaming in the sunlight. I told you that you might be surprised. Yeah, you got me. Huh? Really? What? It's just, you never admit it when you lose. That's because I never lose. Oh, come on! <laughs> Uh, good game today. I try. Uh, maybe I won't go as far as you. Huh? When the world needs a defender, they'll pick you, Ericus. You think? But that doesn't mean I can't be there for you. Yeah, and I'll be there for you. We fade off on them laughing, and we and we go back to Mrs. Xehanort, who smiles warmly. And he walks over to Sora and gives him the keyblade. Very well done. Ericus turns to his students. Terra, Aqua, Ven, forgive your foolish teacher. Master! Master. The two approach and then Terra approaches. And he joins the hug. Ven, I put you through such a harrowing experience. And Aqua, I left you with such a heavy burden. Terra, look after them for me. Please. Here, he lifts uh, Xehanort's arm over his shoulder to carry him off. Ready, my friend? Yes. They glow to the same aura and they turn back and they turn back to the young appearances before and they rise into Kingdom Hearts light. Sora, let's close it. Everybody, help me out. They create arc around Sora, who wields the Keyblade. A, a, a great orb of light erupts from the Keyblade, and the beam strikes Kingdom Hearts. The light bathes the world, and then they return to the Keyblade graveyard, 
the moon has vanished and the sky is back to normal. It's finally over. No. Well, fine, Kyrie. Let's head back to Master Yun Sid. We can figure it out. No. I know what to do. Sora. My whole journey began the day I lost her. And every time I find her, she slips away again. I thought we'd finally be together. But she's out there alone. Not for one more second. We'll go too. That's right. Thank you, Donald. Goofy. But this time, I have to go it alone. Sora, listen! The power of waking isn't to go chase hearts around! Even if you do locate Kyrie, you might never come home to us again! I will, and we'll both be back before you know it. Please. Riku puts a hand on Mickey's shoulder. Let him go, Mickey. Riku! His heart and his mind are made up. Now, believe in him. Yeah. Safe journey, Sora! Thank you. And we pan up as Sora lifts his keyblade in the sky and glows. And that's getting us to our montage. Yay! <laughs> but a few oh things to talk about here. Yes, yeah. a lot. So, uh, yeah, let's talk about th- that scene before we go I- into the ending. My first thing I'm giggly about is that Erica's parents doesn't think he has anything to apologize to Tara for. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, admittedly, admittedly, their hearts have been together, but wow. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh, sure. I caused you to kill me and, and basically put massive suspicions on you and caused you to be driven in the darkness. Water under the bridge. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I said there's plenty of reasons, but boy, it's funny. We we both agree you're the one who's at fault. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> the, the weirdest thing about this whole thing is the fact that it seems like like Xehanort was playing a role the whole time. Yeah, kind of does. Well, it's that he had a goal, and that goal required certain types of actions that no one would ever accept, so he went for it. Yeah, like, I want to point out, like, we get it, we finally get an idea of what his real goal is as he's defeated. Yeah, yeah. He, he isn't just doing the light is better after darkness. He's saying, no, we're just going to clean all the darkness out. Yeah, like, his goal is very specifically, I think humanity is too weak to take care of itself. Therefore, I'm going to become the leader to get rid of all the weakness in the world. I said a new start, an empty world, pure and 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 bright. It's like yep. whose decision was it then? Yeah, like. But, um, but then what I mean, even beyond that, is that it seems that we're framing this entire series of things that have happened as simply a game that was played by the young versions of themselves. It kind a, of feels like that, almost yeah. like a simulation of of what was to happen. Not everything's narcissism, Matt. <laughs> yeah, remember the chest, the chest is sim- remember the chest is symbolism. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's the important part. Like basically, I, I, the best implication that it has is that that was a game that they played in the past, and it ended up like mapping out to what happened now. But uh, there also is like a slight surreal connection there. Like maybe yeah. part of it is like a portion of their minds of their souls recognizing it, because mm-hmm. both of them are very twisted warp. World, um, life paths now. So yeah. did they? So when they disappeared, they ended up going back through Kingdom Hearts before they sealed it, didn't they? Not exactly. Like they just kind I of think, vanished as hearts did. I think literally yeah. they just passed. Yeah, their hearts. They're both finally able to move on. Is the idea that I get? Gotcha. Whether it's okay, through the sorry. final world or whether it's a destination beyond that, where the, the hearts that don't linger end up, it's unclear. But wherever it is, like mm. it's over. And I like that we had just. The smallest hint of that Ericus was there way back in Birth by Sleep. 
What was that hint? I forget. Back in the uh, in the after scenes where where Tara and Xehanort are talking, he like basically like, in their hearts and arguing. Tara implied that he had help, and Xehanort like, noticed that Ericus was very was very clever. So he implied that Ericus was with him to help him. Yeah. Okay. I I can't remember the full details of it anymore, but they said that I feel like that's just the clearest point of that. Mm-hmm. I just love Young North saying, "I never lose, but I lost." Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you, you could tell his personality. Yeah, yep. I guess that's the way to interpret it, though. I didn't think of the idea of of this game happening in the past and then mapping out to a to the real thing that happened. Sidebar, I think it's totally hilarious if you map things on in a way that's kind of when they cry ish about it. <laughs> yeah, that's, <laughs> it's, that's it's like how I was trying to interpret it before. I, I see it as a metaphor modifying a real events. Mm-hmm. That, or there actually is like so or there, if there is a cat box, it's almost like them reviewing it afterwards, perhaps. Yeah, yes. something we see wherever the destination is, what their souls do after, perhaps. I mean, I hate to do this, but I would like to save that discussion for when we get into Umineko. <laughs> but yeah, so we'll go, we can go right on to our montage then. Yeah. Uh, so in Disney Castle, Donald and Goofy welcome Mickey home. Yeah, like they pop in, they pop out of the uh, out of the garden hedge. Uh, Minnie and Daisy are there. Daisy almost hits down, but said happy to see him. And they brought Jensen for fireworks. Yep. Mm. In the land of departure, Ventus, Terra and Aqua bid farewell to Ericus. I believe they've like made a grave for him with his keyblade. Yes. With the master's defender from a grave. And then mm. then cheer if he sneaks out and runs up to hug, hug Ven, who is happy to see it. Yeah. Mm. So like Roxas, Shion and Axel are sitting on the clock tower. Yeah. Like Axel and Rock, Roxas is back in his... When I lived in Twilight Town outfit, if you want to call it that. Yeah, Shion's got this very cute goth outfit. I like it a lot. It's like a little it's like a little sleeveless blouse with little frills around it. And Axel's wearing uh, Axel's wearing like what would you call his outfit again? God, what was his outfit? I forget. I I just remember like it's got an open jacket. He's got plaid on underneath it. Everyone's got plaid. Yeah, he looks like he's kind of trying to be a little bit more punk than before. Isa but, comes out in a fucking tracksuit. Oh, yeah, I love it. Isa pops up behind him with ice cream and he's wearing I what I described it as is just like, um, as you said, a tracksuit. I call it like a J rockers tracksuit. It's got like yeah. odd modeling on it and just like shinies. He's got shiny Nomura zippers on it. Yeah. More than one, my ad. Yeah. He's brought ice cream and the others are there. Yeah. Hannah Ben's going to let join this incredibly unsafe hangout. I feel like I, this tower is not able to support more people. Hey, guys, what do you think the maximum weight limit is? I don't know. I, I personally love this scene because it's, it's really kind of a catharsis mm-hmm. uh, for Isa basically being able to join in on on Axel's new friends. But, oh, actually, I remember something about Axel. He is wearing a short sleeve hoodie, like I said, with with and what look like black tight pants and heeled boots, like mm-hmm. thigh high boots that have a relatively pronounced heel on them. Like, are you feeling short next to someone, buddy? <laughs> he wants to accentuate how tall he is. Yes. <laughs> I just might be around. I think he's taller. Yep. Oh, no. But so, yeah, like I was like, they're all sitting together, all happily having ice cream throughout all of this. Uh, don't think twice is playing, right? Yep. It's starting up. It's, I think it yeah. really begins to play when we get to the beach. Mm-hmm. Yep. And in Radiant Garden, we have Evan and Ansem preparing a body for Namine. 
Yep. Yep. She's hanging out in a lab with two old men. Yep. She's greeted to the world by the moon and I guess Repliku. <laughs> no, it's this is this is definitely Riku. Remember, he had he had some connection to nominate true, too. You, you just mm. don't want to forget. So mm. like so he he Repliku had an even stronger attachment because he had less attachments in his life. But I just love the mooks are opening the door for her. She walks out to the sunlight. Yep. Uh, specifically, we mean Alice and Dylan, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, they're the doormen now. Well, they were always the doormen. Remember, they're researchers. Bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then oh. we cut to Destiny Islands, where everyone is there, and they're celebrating on the beach. No, yeah, not everyone, by the way. Not is Tina Swaka and Selfie there? I don't think they are. Nope. This is awkward. Like, so are Riku, so are Riku and Kyrie have all these new friends. They didn't introduce us to them. I'll just go home. By the way, they brought Hater Pencilette to another world. Yes, they did. Did they like uh, order? Blindfold, did they blindfold and say, OK, we're going to the beach. You cannot see the path to it. <laughs> Leah, I used to pull up in a van. like, trust us older adults again here. and can cover your eyes. Yes. We have ice cream. Yeah. <laughs> oh, if you say ice cream, we're there. <laughs> uh, well, they're having a pretty, they're having a pretty chill beach party. No question oh, yeah. about it. <laughs> we pan over to the Broody Island. We're on the Paupu tree. Sora and Kyrie are sitting. Yeah. I mean, I think even Riku stops other from joining others from joining them. Yep. Mm. And then tears fall from Kyrie's eyes as Sora vanishes. Just like the screen blurs ever slightly, like it's like the sunset blurs, but Sora. His outline disappears in face. Whatever Sora did worked, but it also fucked him over. Young Nords to the past going, I was right. I was right. I was right. (laughs) You are fucked. (laughs) I mean, that's the sort of thing that that young Xehanort would do. He probably has like a whole I was right dance and accompanying song. Chat, B- Chat GPT, tell me the lyrics for my I was right song. <laughs> By the way, he actually doesn't. Yeah. And he also he doesn't really remember exactly what happened. But he has a theory. He's like, Chat GPT, make me a plan for creating darkness. <laughs> Are we forcing this? <laughs> no, I love it. This is great. Pretend, pretend we're an evil master by voice by letter D boy. How would you end the world? <laughs> <sighs> so, yeah. So Sora is gone. Fuck. And so after the credits, we get a stinger. The no-name Keyblade falls into the Keyblade graveyard. I think it does like that spinning sword and then planting in the ground. You see a lot in anime. I kind of like the gunblade falling at the start of. Uh, oh yeah, that's Fantasy a good one. Eight. Yeah. Finally, back where it belongs. A hooded figure picks up and looks it over. Strange vortexes appear around him in all directions. The out of them step robes figures. We recognize these figures. We, we are four of the foretellers. We have Ira, Envy, Aset, and Gula. They approach him on all sides as he stands with a large black trunk next to him. Did you summon us back? Yep. Is, is that you, Lushu? You look different. The man pulls back his hood and we see a scarred visage and eye patch we know. Haven't heard that name in a long while. These days, they call me Zigbar. But hey, whatever suits you. Is it really you? Yeah, but some time ago, I had to cast my old form away. Been through plenty more semblances since, but it's still me underneath it all. What happens? Why are we here? You tell me. I had a role to play. And after all these years, it's done. What role? 
Maleficent and Pete look down from a nearby cliff before moving on. I guess Ava didn't make it after all. Meaning what? I told her, clear as day, what it is I had to do. And that's why you decided to exclude her? As if. Ava had her own mission, and she carried it out. I've heard enough. Lushu, what was your role? <laughs> I hope you like long stories. And then you start singing simple and clean. No. <laughs> <laughs> I've been having these weird thoughts lately. No. Then we so cut to Scala ad Kylum. The young boys stare outside after the chess game. Xehanort looks down at the fallen pieces. Oh, right! He begins resetting the board. What's this? I heard about this new game. Seven black pieces, and? Just watch. And he slams this white crown piece on the board. Then we don't <laughs> see like where it's landing. Nope. So yeah, Zigbar, fuck you, man. That's... <laughs> You totally faked out your own death. No one bought it. I didn't buy her pushing it, but good God. I made a joke I, that he rolled out the lower <laughs> rope of the Royal Rumble. Yeah, and then not only that, Zigbar reveals that that he actually did know more than every, everybody else because he's one of the freaking foretellers from yes. before the Keyblade War. Yeah. like I almost um, I, I I, something about your solitude. I was the one who killed your parents. Now, here's the thing, though. <laughs> When I was going back through this game, I had this end scene clear in my not just through this game, through this entire series. So, like, uh, I played through this again and every single piece that was added after Kingdom Hearts 2. So the stuff that was added to Final Mix, uh, the stuff that sent days, the stuff that like, and then like with Birth by Sleep, all that, everything, 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 building up Zigbar as this guy that knows shit and has his own agenda. And it's like, I mean, consider Cage in Final Mix, Cage 2 Final Mix, his scene is... Basically, him being an asshole to other characters and, and taunting and, them to no shit. Yeah, taunting yeah. them to no shit, taunting them, taunting them that, like he knows what Xehanort's plan is. Yeah. And, ta- and like uh, and then we then we're fed Bragg as, oh, he was in on it from the start. But no, it's so much worse than that. Yeah, <laughs> like um, like this whole thing is like, what? How long was Nomura cooking this? <laughs> My ridiculously circuitous plan is one fifteenth complete. And like, then that also explains why why Xehanort's Keyblade is the no-name. Well, the no-name we knew was was mounted on their room as Kayim. So he yeah, it's passed down multiple hands. Like, yeah. like that was um, that was his entire purpose. It, yeah, it, just it like, lets him see the future by passing. And now he's got it back. And assuming I'm assuming he's going to be part of the villain group for the next game. <laughs> no, I, my well, understanding is that my understanding is that Nomura is saying it's the Four Towers. Yep. Mm. So, excellent. I'm excited. (laughs) We've told the Seekers of Darkness are over. Next is the Lost Masters arc. Yep. (laughs) I am. But good God, we have been through so much here. I fucking love I Hope You Like Long Stories as a send off line. It's so (laughs) good. And I just keep imagining he just starts at Kingdom Hearts 1. That's why I couldn't resist. (laughs) And then they start singing, swim and play. No. Or swim all day. Damn it. What the hell is this name? Uh, swim this way. Swim this way. God, God damn it. Fucking damn it. Anyway. Uh, and so, Watch yeah. Movie. Ericus, is, Ericus is setting up a new game, too. Weird. <laughs> yeah. And it, with the seven pieces, I believe the pieces do clearly have yeah. animal symbols that yeah, the are pieces reminiscent very, of the unions. They are the foretellers that the pieces are representing. I forget what but, the uh, 
piece that would seven. be map onto the master would be, but mm-hmm. I, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> they could they could have used a placeholder for all we knew. But yeah, and if you if you decided to get enough special Mickey uh, pictures, yep, you get the special movie. Yozo. Yes, I literally forgot what they were called. I think I'm tired. Lucky emblems. <laughs> it's been a long episode. Yeah. So Sora wakes up in a puddle in a neon-soaked city. Very realistic looking. He looks around. Riku also awakes in the same city. Both of them look upwards. They start to move. A strange boy sits on a building. A man in a cloak makes heart hands at the moon. Reconnect Kingdom Hearts. I'm sorry, it's like makes heart hands is amazing, even though it's yes. accurate. Yes. And it's <gasps> like, wow. Fuck you, Master of Masters. Because that's the thing that it is, right? <laughs> Almost certainly. I might understand yes, they've confirmed it, but yeah, I'm just in I'm just in Neon City. Can we tell that's Yazor that Yazor is the other boy? Uh I think so. But um I mean the movie's I mean, called Yazor anyways. Yes. If you're playing Remind, you get the Proof of Promises and the Proof of Times Past, which are uh, items that allow you to trade in for special Keyblades, Oblivion and Oathkeeper. God damn, this went on forever. I know, right? And we're not done yet. (laughs) You have to make one more pass at this ending. With the Remind DLC. (laughs) It's going to be a better big one. And it's also going to be the rest of completion because... All the reports are post game. Usually we'll say more, but I think we've you probably we need to get out of here it's, today. We, this is we have almost uh, four hours of raw audio <laughs> until next time. I'm Jared. I'm John. And I'm Matt. And remember, a good story is best enjoyed with friends, but maybe in smaller chunks sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> I hope okay. you like long ones. <laughs> <laughs> good night. Good night and farewell. Thank you for listening to Backlog Dialogues. If you're enjoying our deep dives and discussions, be sure to leave a five-star review on the podcatcher of your choice. If you're really enjoying our deep dives and discussions, you can support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash backlogdialogues. If you'd like to hear more episodes, you can find our archives at backlogdialogues.com. Special thanks to Eli for our theme song. Kingdom Hearts and all associated trademarks are the property of Disney and Square Enix. Please support the official release. would simply slow its form and depart to another world. Wait, what it's is broad form? arsenal sloth, I believe. Sloth its form. Oh, the O-U-G-H, uh, the, the yeah. worst syllable in English language. You go ahead. Because I don't know what a tornado tag match is, Jared. All right. The old coot promised to forgive me. I'm going to start over. Here's the thing, though. (laughs) When I was going back through this game, I had this end scene clear in mind. Not just through this game, through this entire series. I had this clear in mind. Whoa. Vroom, vroom, vroom. Yeah, sorry about that. I'm driving a car in 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 the home. No, there's just somebody without a muffler outside, I think. Jesus. All right, go ahead, John. Anyway.
all the reports reports are post game. Yes. All the reports are port game. All the reports are port game. No. 